three, two, one, and uh, we're live. Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Take This Online with me, Digital Hoos. Um, really, really interesting podcast today. It turns out uh, our current host ended up, our current guest ended up being a neighbor of mine. So that's yep. a funny question. <laughs> the world is very small, especially in Dubai, I suppose. Um, let's just get into it. I'm with Hiba Balfakhir. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, who does a ton of things you know i'm gonna say i'm saying this almost every episode now mm-hmm. a lot of my guests it's it's again so refreshing a ton of my guests do so much and it's really nice to connect with productive people it's so refreshing there's no other way there's no other way to be <laughs> so anyway hiba is an entrepreneur uh i don't know maybe like three companies now is yes. that what we're looking at uh you're a podcaster um would you count yourself as a psychologist? I am a psychologist. And, and, a, and a certified psychologist. Yes. Certified in the UE. Yes. Awesome. Uh, what else? I think. I'm an author as well. Author. Yeah. There you uh, go. What else? Uh, soon to be as well. Spoken words poet. <laughs> there you go. That's just another <laughs> yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so. to add it on to it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just uh, get straight into it because honestly, okay, first of all, the fir- do you I like the first thing that caught me about your LinkedIn profile yeah. was the title. Mm-hmm. whoever you are uh, out there and you want to check it out uh search her name and automatically the title will catch your eye yeah. off the bat it makes yeah. you want to go you know i want to connect with this person yeah, yeah the fact yeah. that it says i i hack mindsets and create change but the hack and the change are Upside inverted <laughs> and in, and are inverted and in reverse yes and i just but the thing is the mind reads it normally yes. which is the whole point yes exactly. very very cool i absolutely love it so that's what caught my eyes so awesome. respect on that one i'm sure you get so many connections <laughs> mainly because of the time yeah and people don't understand what it means so i think really? yeah the whole idea is like what do you mean you <laughs> hack a mind and like yeah i hack mindset that's what i do <laughs> let's get into it um so how did it all start where, where, do, where do you study so I grew up all over the world and i think that's okay. uh something that's made me who i am so Similar i was born in kuwait Okay. Raised in different countries throughout, mostly uh, London, Canada, okay. Montreal, and then Dubai. So those would be my three okay. countries. And then for school, I was also all over the place. Like I was kind of one of those people that just wanted to experience yeah. life as much as I could. Was it just the family was moving around a lot? No, uh, family was uh, moving in the early days, but they okay. then resided in Dubai and that was okay, it. Okay, fair enough. But for me, I really believed in going in creating my own life and creating my own experience and that's where the whole journey started now funny story is my background what i first started in my undergrad was accounting <laughs> interesting i come from a family of auditors you know it right. was like the path i'm laughing yeah. because again this is such a trend i started as a civil engineer ah, my, uh, yes. you, know, my, my, you know being the lebanese yes, yes and and my parents obviously my dad was was uh, you know studied physics he was a, a physics uh, i think he's a master's in physics and he mm-hmm. was always into that world and i grew up loving math and physics yeah, yeah and it was logical that either i was gonna be an architect mm-hmm. or an engineer yeah you don't have any choices actually <laughs> growing up in an arab family i think it's like either that or either that or doctor um yeah yeah my mom would have wished i would have been a doctor but yeah that was not gonna happen yeah. so i was like you know what okay let's do this accounting thing and you know i was how like, long did it last i i finished i graduated oh, my back yeah i got a degree oh, wow. in you know i i follow through <laughs> you, 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 you did know? not quit but it was like the last year of university i went to my dad and i said dad I don't it's do not going to happen like i will not work a day <laughs> in accounting and he said you know what i paid for this degree so go ahead and do something i don't care what you do but you need to finish it but then do whatever you want 
And I had a really cool opportunity, actually, immediately to intern with Philips International. Okay. So Philips is a, the company that makes TVs. They're Dutch. So they're yeah. a pretty cool company. And when I entered with them, what they did is they put me in different departments. And, you know, I did marketing. I did sales. I did HR. I did accounting and finance. And at one point, I was like, nope. I can't do any of them. I just want to do HR because at least I deal with people. But nothing mm. in my head really clicked that the reason why I was choosing but it was my time, obsession with people. By the time you basically had no HR Z- Zero. Like nothing, nothing, nothing. Okay. And they took me and they said, you know what? Let's keep this girl in and become the HR officer. And <laughs> that's what I did. And and then I was like learning on the job, growing, you know, and I was enjoying interacting with people. And I was realizing that i was able to bring joy to people around me and that's when it started to spark what people would say mm. you know when you come into the room your energy sparks like oh you're a different kind of hr mm. so i was like getting like these little compliments and i'm like what at this age 22 23 so i'm not that like yeah, you know, yeah. that. i'm just like oh yeah i like that okay i'm <laughs> gonna follow this path and i did and then luckily enough um at some point i I got into a position where i was leading uh, the hr department and i got an opportunity to study something and i said you know what i'm gonna go back and do my master's in psychology now now i know exactly what i like i like people and i like understanding why Mm. people do what they do and i don't i like this like digging into your psyche and understanding everything about it I was in a, I could observe people and I okay. picked up things that maybe okay. I couldn't articulate at a very young mm. age, but I was curious for okay, sure. Fine. Okay. And actually, if I would have picked up what books I was reading from the age of 18 to like 25, it was mostly about psychology. Okay. A lot of Were people, you always a reader? Yes. Okay. And there was a point where I stopped, but there was, I was always a reader. I, I think I started at 16 you know, yeah. I didn't read young. I wasn't like ten yeah. years old grabbing a book. No, I was playing outside. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I, yeah. I used to be I used to be a reading nerd even as a kid. Like oh, I'd yeah. have my face buried in a book. That's why you see books everywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. The yeah. comics, huh? Comics, <laughs> uh, a lot of fiction, nonfiction books, yeah, history. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. love it. Psychology yeah. for me is something that fascinates me. I just never. I did a did one elective class but it was kind of boring i think when it all clicked in my head was when i was watching a tv show called lie to me don't know and Wait, might know it okay and it's about a, a guy who gets consulted by the fbi okay. to go and read body language okay and it fascinated me and i was like oh my god i really love this and he, in in during the series they would show you chunks of pieces like they'd bring like bill clinton when he was lying and they would show you the lie okay. and how there's like so i was like this is fascinating and that's <laughs> when it all kind of was like yep for sure that's what i love that's what i'm gonna follow through with and i went and i studied my psychology in the university of arizona in the Very u.s cool. and Arizona's actually, cool isn't it it is it is and my favorite yeah. part of all of that was that I specialized in understanding human body language and behavior. Did they? Did you need a, a prerequisite to get into a master's psychology? Did uh, they ask for like, you have to have this many cl- courses n- in psychology? No, not at all. Because I started from I did a basic year as well. So okay, uh, so, yeah. you, so yeah. okay, fine. So you're a year before the master. Okay, so yes. that basic year kind of covered all the one on one courses. Yeah, okay. I mean, they're like once you go into the, like a specialization, yeah. um, it's pretty deep. You okay, know? fine. Yeah, but I think the U.S. is a lot more uh, flexible than okay. than some of the prequisites yeah, here. You know, and then it's, it's like because you know you know people that studied engineering or political science. And yeah. then they go and they do the law degree, right? So they flip and flop. It's it's very flexible. 
and yeah and then when i came back i was like you know what i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a uh, occupational psychologist which means i'm gonna be in the workplace being a psychologist for the people in the workplace now i came back to dubai at that point and i was like okay is there any jobs over here for occupational psychologists no okay hr it is <laughs> you know oh, and i just enough. continued working in hr and but did you uh, work at all in arizona you just kind of finished no, studying and just you came study, back? yeah okay, fine. And it was a one year or two year program it was a three year so okay. three years with the one year with base. The, yes, okay, yeah. with the actual yeah. master's self two years. Two years. Yeah. Right, and cool. then I had an option actually to go into psychiatry, but I chose not to at that point. It's like the difference is what? Medication, right? Medication. Okay. And uh, you had to do go ahead and do some uh, clinical research. And I okay. was like, I am not a researcher. Like there's Oh, literally no, just... Yeah. Okay, no. Like to go and do research and test. Yeah, and I was like, I'm no. bored. That bores me. I wouldn't do that. So I, I was like, like... I don't like the med medication side of psychology. I don't either. I'm a person... I, I'm I'd probably say I'm four years medication free of anything. Yeah. Like I don't even take Panadols. I don't take yeah. nothing. I think the body can heal itself. Yeah. And uh, therefore, yeah, I don't agree with any medication. A lot of my, the patients I see right now, I'm like, well, let's try to fix you. But when you start feeling yeah. better, I want you to make a decision whether you want to stay on that medication or not. Do you know what I'm asking you, especially because you said in the States right now, there's the, the, the United States is going through a weird time right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm American born in okay. Charleston, West okay. Virginia. Um, my uh, family over in Texas on the south coast of Arizona. Um, so one thing that's going weird right now in the states is this. It's like a it's like an epidemic of of um of what's called medications such as Xanax, mm -hmm. all these antidepressants. It's like a whole epidemic going on. I wouldn't it's say causing, it's only there; it's all over the world. Yeah, but like yeah. right now, is the states it directly results in violence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the reason the reason I think about it all the time is that because. I I, I I was never on anything heavy like that, but I used to be a person, I used to take Panadol every day. Mm -hmm. I used to have huge problems, yeah. neck pain. And I realized one time, I was like, what am I doing to myself? This is probably the, the worst thing you could be doing. And yeah. I realized how much you can change your life on just simple things, even diet. Yeah. Just, I cut out, like I've been doing keto for a while now. Oh, keto's ever, amazing. Ever since yeah. I started keto, ever since I cut out carbs and sugars, I have all that pain is gone. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting you're saying that it's been four years for you. For me, it's been a, it's also been a few years where mm -hmm. I, I also am completely off that. And I used to I'm, I used to take Panadol every day. Mine was, was ibuprofen. Okay. That was my uh, drug of choice. Yeah, I was for me every day for, for years. <laughs> but you know what? We don't know any better. No, we don't. Since a very young age, you get a headache, take a Panadol. From a very young age, you, you know, yeah, you have a, back put pain. Put a Panadol on it, don't solve you know, the problem, exactly. solve the symptom. You know? So we were medicated from a very young yeah. age and we didn't know better. But once you know better, it's your responsibility to go 100%. back and, and learn. 100%. and re-educate yourself nothing we learned back in the day yeah. stays true you need to go back and re-educate mm -hmm. yourself and for me the the pivotal moment was uh, i was in a tony Rob robbins program in the uk how do you find a, it i love him okay, like i'm a big fan okay, of Tony he's coming Robbins. september here right you going? And i am not here and actually oh. i don't want to say it live but i will i wouldn't even go to this one because okay. i've heard the backstories uh he's, I don't on, know anything about he's, on, he's only here for four hours and we're getting charged the same amount as a full day with him uh, does he usually do in the states in europe is it more like two or three days some of them are uh, even longer, yeah right? the the shortest program is three days and the so longest program is five days and okay fine then it kind of justifies maybe the exorbitant prices right because you're getting three to five days. Yes. Because they're thousands of dollars. Yes. No, yeah. yeah, for sure. But there's tickets for the one day where he's going to talk for four hours for a thousand dollars here. I know. That's, that's, that's yeah, the Yeah, that's thing where that I'm, I'm also... just like, mm. I mean, he's in Singapore a week after, so I'd say fly to Singapore. Save the money, fly to Singapore, and then yeah. go enjoy the... 100%. He'll, he'll probably do like three days there? 100%. Yeah, he'll do UPW, Unleash the Power Within, which is three days, and well, he shows up so for... Uh, it's just how the... The organizer did it? Yeah. Well, the organizer didn't do a very good job. Yeah.
Yeah. I would agree with that. Sorry, I, I, I forgot. I don't want to say the organized name, but yeah, yeah. they do a very good job. Yeah. I think they're yeah. thinking about short-term money instead of uh, value to the consumer. I would say so. I don't think they're booking out the tickets because the prices are ridiculous. I yeah. mean, if well, you're, not, yeah. you know, if I can access the material online or flight a six-hour flight or uh, to London to access yeah. the same content, I'll do that and it'll well, be a trip as well. They've had to throw in Alicia Keys now, I think. Alicia Keys. I mean, like, the more people they throw, the less I'm saying, how many minutes is Tony on? Right? The more people they throw, yeah. the less time he's yeah. going to be yeah. on. 100%. So you went to a three-day or five-day? I've done all of them. So oh, I okay. graduated from the Tony Robbins Master University as oh, well. Oh, wow, so cool. So, so I, the last couple of two years, I dedicated to like the Tony Robbins. I say Tony Robbins is the man that changed my life. Uh, cool. So when I hit rock bottom, Tony was the kind of the first thing that popped on my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. He was screaming at me and I heard mm -hmm. him and I changed my life. You know, I picked myself I have, up. I have, a, I have a very similar story. Yeah. So I hit rock bottom five years ago, four or five years ago. And for me, for me it was Gary Vee mm. who hit my radar four or five years ago. And I just realized drowning out the negativity with just listening to someone positive. And I would li I would watch everything mm -hmm. of his. I would spend mm -hmm. all day his podcast, literally, yeah. to the point is that his positivity completely just like engulfed my mind yeah. to the point is I just got rid of negativity. 100%. That's kind of was my experience with yeah. Tony Robbins. So it's like he woke me up and yeah. then I just took action, action, action and then changed my life. It's so interesting how mm -hmm. like just just a, it's that moment I think yeah, is yeah. so so interesting. It's your divine timing, you know. It's divine timing for you. The universe yeah. kind of puts you all in that position for you to go. Okay, enough pain. I'm ready to change. Yeah, you know. That's yeah. very very interesting. I, I watched his Netflix one. Uh, I'm not your guru. Yeah, that's a really good one. That's from Date with Destiny. Date with Destiny is a five day program. That is in the another States, right? yes, Florida. Florida. Yeah. Yeah, that's another very, very powerful event. I think you do UPW first to get yourself in the Tony yeah. mode because it's excruciating. You're you're there at eight, you're done at beyond midnight and you're jumping, you're screaming, you're going through emotional yeah. tur turmoils and then you do that repetitively for three How days. How long is it, like 10, 12 hours? It's like a full day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he goes beyond time. And he's he there the whole time? or he? Or he's there the whole from, time. From the one I watched, uh, I'm Not Your Guru, is that he would, he would come do his thing and then leave and he'd have teams that would work with you one-on-one -on -one, so date with destiny is five days yeah. he shows up at three okay all right and he does up till two okay all right but in the morning you're there from eight you like team 3 p.m to 2 a.m is that what you're saying yeah 3 uh, p.m to 2 a.m okay, well. on an on an easy day okay oh, that's a good day <laughs> <laughs> there were serious days i was rolling in, up into the hotel at five in the morning and i had to be in the team meeting at eight okay so it was just like oh it's how's, how's the team of people he has with him are they they're, they're legit they're top top okay. top people in the world i like i'm a big tony fan so i'm very biased uh, yeah, to tony enough. right i think i've done all his programs i think they all are quality and that's why i have a very high bar at the moment mm. so the minute i notice that the bar is not that uh, that good yeah i'm just like mm. you call bs mm. yeah yeah <laughs> interesting and how, how much because i always think about this way is how many people actually do change because i know it's i think at the moment when you're in front of a, a mentor mm -hmm. it's easy to say i'm going to change it's mm -hmm. easy to think what would you say the percentage just are your thought because you've obviously changed mm -hmm. i've changed but it took me i used to i used to be like seven years ago mm -hmm. I, if you put me in front of tony robbins i could have been like all right cool i'll change and then the next day i'll go mm -hmm. back to my old mm -hmm. self but now obviously i'm different mm -hmm. so i don't know how many people actually go to those things and really make a a, a proper change in life so i'll tell you a funny story so yeah. the first time i did the tony robbins thing but how many, how many times did it go to, be, to graduate from the master class thing you have to go to all of his uh, programs to graduate and the, 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 um, how does that work though so he has about seven programs a year uh and well you can do them in two years okay if fine. you want and you have to go through all of them okay and you have to go through coaching as well okay cool all yeah right. um 
so um yeah so the funny story is that when i came back from my first upw okay. first one ever i was as fresh off the tony wagon yeah uh there was a lot of people from dubai that was also there and we created a facebook group and we said mm -hmm. okay let's do a meetup every month that's cool so first month came in everybody gung-ho everybody so there up, 25 right? people showed up <laughs> all right now we're like all right guys see you in next month next month it's 10 people yeah the month after that it's six then it was just three okay so you can do the math the statistics okay, yeah fine. and from so these three one of them is now my business partner okay. <laughs> and another one is doing her thing somewhere else uh but the only i would say three out of 25 wow, people okay. right that continued yeah and uh i noticed it because then every time i would go to an event i would be a part of a group and then you'd see who from people the group you know the group and, yeah mm. exactly and who stays the path so i think it's inner work it's not just you go to a tony event and life changes right no there's a minor change that's going to happen but what it would give you is momentum now you come back you choose what to do with the 100%. momentum you roll down the hill with the momentum or you stop the momentum yeah yeah very true. Uh, there's a quote that I keep saying. I think I, I probably said it maybe four times on this podcast, but I absolutely, absolutely love it. I'm going to, I can't say it all because it's just full of curses. So, um, Anthony Bourdain, mm -hmm. I don't know if you know the quote. He goes, uh, inside of me is a guy who wants to sleep, smoke, eat, and do nothing all day. Mm -hmm. And I wake up every day fighting that inner person. Mm -hmm. So, if you, mm -hmm. so the second, I, this is that related, I, I still remember it so vividly because I used to be like that. Yeah. I should be like, hey, I'm going to change. And all right, cool. Did yeah, I end up our, gaming our biggest for 14 hours? issue, our biggest challenge, our biggest obstacle yeah. is us. There's nobody outside 100%. of you that is 100%. harder or like, because you make the decision at the end of the mm. day, right? It's you who makes the choice. It's yeah. not anybody around you. No, no one can do it for you. Unless I always tell people this, I can yell at you and tell you what to do a million times. Yeah. But if you don't truly believe it, like from every fiber of your body, there's no point. There's really no point. There's Nobody no point. can make you do anything. No. Imagine how hard it is to change yourself and then imagine how hard it is to change somebody else yeah. because it's super hard to change yourself. Very. Let alone very. change somebody else. Yeah, very, very true. Uh, you know David Goggins? Yes. Absolutely love it. Read yeah. his book? Yes, can yes, hear me? yes. Yeah. Uh, guys, whoever is listening, get on Audible. I listen yeah. to on Audible. I, uh, A lot of guys like this book. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. it. Because <laughs> his, his thing that touched me was that his 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 thing about accountability. Mm -hmm. Somebody just to look in the mirror and tell yourself, you know, yeah. you suck, you're fat, you're stupid, you're lazy. Tell mm -hmm. yourself the truth, and then. But if you're gonna keep saying, oh no, you know, I'm not fat, I'm not stupid, and then you're hiding from the truth. Yeah, it's, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, so I would agree to a certain extent with him because okay. what we feed our mind, that's what's gonna mm -hmm. like happen. So if I feed, tell my mind every day I'm fat. I'm just going to be continuously fat then. Mm. But it's just kind of one day acknowledging it and saying, okay, I am overweight and now manifesting what you actually yeah, want yeah. into your life. I so mean, then just, you start, just, oh, you yeah. have to kind of give your, I am is the most powerful world in, word in the world. Yeah. I am. So if you keep saying, I am stupid, I am dumb, that is what's going to happen to your life. Yeah. So, and I think men, and the reason why I said men appeal to that is because it's really like, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. let's let's look in the mirror and we can crush it. I understand that that's an integral part to light the flame, but yeah. to keep the flame going, you would need to tell yourself, I am amazing. I am motivated. Sure. You know, I am fit. But I am strong. Be, but, I am... but for me, it's just don't hide from the truth. Yeah. That's the only thing. You've I already acknowledged it, but yeah. then you need to take action. Oh, a, a lot of people love this law of attraction. They're like, I'll just speak it into existence. I'm like, like, I don't like the law there is the, the law of right action. You yeah. need to do the right action in order to attract whatever you want. I love the secret. Do you? Yeah. I have not read it. 
I think I've you should. I have read, I've heard people talk about it. I've read reviews about it. And I, I'm not a fan of law of attraction. Why not? It's the ultimate truth. Because I fear, I fear, I see that with so many people. When see people say, I'm going to manifest my destiny. Mm -hmm. They just think about it and then do nothing. But then that's per their prerogative, right? Yeah. But and that's not actually feel, the feel, law of attraction. I, I know, but I feel they're, it's it's getting convoluted and mm -hmm. just, I, I'm going to think about it and the universe is going to give me, the universe is not going to give you anything. But that's you not do the, the real law of attraction, right? That's what people assume with the yeah, law that's, of attraction. That's, my, that, that's yeah. what always turned me off is yeah. the, the, the way that people look at it. The majority yeah. of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who just think, I'm going to sit at home, watch TV, I'm going to think about making millions. And then, and then I mean, 30 years if later. If we go and find every single thing people yeah. think about a certain thing, we won't do anything yeah. in life, right? But you have to kind of make your own informed decision. So you can read it and see what your opinion yeah. of it is and make your own conclusion. Maybe we I'll can watch all it on read. Netflix first. Yeah, watch it on Netflix. <laughs> I think, I mean, like everybody reads any books and gets different things out yeah, of for it, sure. right? So it's the same thing. I believe in the laws of the universe. There's not just mm. the law of attraction. There's a law of truth. There's the yeah. law of reap and saw, the yeah. law of magnetism. There's so many universe laws and they're laws. That's how there's a law of gravity. Nobody challenges the law of gravity, but there is a law of gravity, yeah. right? And I think with the law of attraction, it's because a lot of people started going, okay, yeah, I just manifested it. But what is manifestation? It's co-creating something into existence. Mm -hmm. Co-creating means you are responsible to create it. Of it's course. not it is going no to be gonna, created by it's itself like it's for drop you. From the sky into your okay? lap, right? But you're just going to, you know, you're gonna have to do something called inspired action. Yeah. Where some a thought comes to you, that's the creation. And it's really like, I want a million dollars. I'm gonna manifest a million dollars. And you get a book idea. All right where's the money like yeah. where that was the million dollar idea you had to take the book the idea of the book create put it into action create the book yeah. and then that would have sold a million and then you're like where's my one million well it's not here because you didn't take inspired action you didn't follow mm, the exactly. law of right action because there's another law which a lot of people forget it's the law of right action yeah no i completely agree for me is i just think and i for me i'm, I'm just very two-dimensional i go it's just hard work yeah for me, it's just been hard. That's why you love Gary Vee. That's why I love Gary yeah. for me, For me, it was. it's just been hard work. No, no one gave me anything. I had to grind and I'm still grinding and I grind every day. But for me, it's like the second I get out of bed, it's grinding. And I, but I think is one thing that, that has helped me change, I think Gary Vee, I give him that, he helped me realize I love the grind. Mm -hmm. I love the grind now. Mm -hmm. I, for me, I used to only care about the end result. Now I actually care about the process of getting there. Mm -hmm. So for example, I'm working on my podcast. I actually started enjoying reaching yeah. out to people. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying people telling me no. Yeah. I'm enjoying people telling me, you know what? I, I, you know, one person told me, you know what? I don't. I think your podcast is too small for me. Mm. I want to. I want to. I want when your podcast is in the, the tens of thousands, hit yeah. me up. <laughs> you know, for me, I, I'm actually. You know what? I'm enjoying that now. Yeah. Say no to me. It's cool. Yeah. But yeah. I think one thing that that I, I don't know. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. I think we've gone on such a tangent yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, right. I'm loving it. <laughs> I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Is I started out very vindictive to the world mm. for me i had a huge chip on my shoulder mm. i want to be successful so i could go back to those people who brought me down i'll be like in your face mm -hmm. that's how it started for me mm -hmm. and then I, i've let that go now mm -hmm. do you how much you think is having a chip on your shoulder do you think it's good or a bad thing i mean it's gonna serve you for some mm. time in your life but then there'll be a time where it no longer serves you yeah. and the time it no longer serves you is the time you have to let it go right agree. at some point you're motivated by the pain but wouldn't it be, be beautiful to be motivated by pleasure yeah and i think that's the switch yeah. a lot of people are still in that motivation of pain i'm going to do it because i'm going to stick it to them yeah exactly right 
But what if you just do it for fulfillment? Exactly. What if you just do it for joy? You know, like what's so bad about that? And yeah. I think at a time we kind of grow out of the pain and yeah. into the pleasure. But a lot of people have to do the work as well because if they yeah, have absolutely. very high resentment or regrets yeah. or whatever, they need to heal that before they move go. on. Yeah. I saw it, for me, it started off as very resentful mm-hmm. and everything was, I'm going to do it to get back at people. Then I, eventually I just let it go. And yeah. then when I let it go, life became so much better. And when we hold it in, we hold it in in our bodies. So our, oh, yeah. bo- our health gets affected. Oh, majorly. Yeah, that's majorly. where the pains come. That's where the backache. You know, I, I, I work with um, DISC, which is a, a chiropractor company okay. in, in Dubai. And um, they send me a lot of their clients because a lot of the pain they receive are not real pain. So when they would do the, the scans mm. and and they there's nothing wrong with the patient and then they feel something's wrong it's all psychological yeah it's all psychological and i started seeing in the beginning of last year a few of their clients they were like go see him and then come back to us and i would see them and i'm like i kind of now understand if you have shoulder pains boom it's automatically that you feel like you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulder right and i'll be like are you stressed out are you carrying the weight of the world and you think yes let's fix that if you feel lower back pain that's you're unsupported you feel like you're doing everything yourself Right. If you get my so everything in the body is connected to I some sort agree. of belief or some sort of, of problem that yeah. you're going through. I you know, agree. a lady has chest pain. Are you heartbroken? Yeah. Do you feel some? Uh, I feel something in my throat and my jaw. How's your expression? How do you feel about expressing yourself? Do you feel like you're suffocated? Because then all these symptoms play out in your body. Yeah, I completely agree. Because yeah. for me, I actually saw that. Yeah. Now, I wish I reached out to a person like you. I had to do all on my own. Mm. And I think I would have been able to have done it much quicker yes. if I didn't do it on my own. It took me, yeah. I, 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 like, took me like maybe three or four long years mm-hmm. of just self-contemplation, working, mental mental growth. But it was hard. Yeah. It was hard. And, I, and I had, I, I'm lucky I had the drive. I wish I went and spoke to someone like you. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would think it would have got me there much quicker. Way quicker. Um, I think I also went through something myself and I did it for six months by myself. Okay. But then I was like, no, 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 no. I would need help. Yeah. So and the minute I got help and I got and surrounded myself with the positivity yeah. and the growth mindset skyrocketed changes. I yeah. still say I heal things within me every single day. Same. You know, it's like it's it's an ongoing process. It's yeah. not like a one time no, bandit, it's you know? Every day. Cuz every, every day, day you're going to notice a new trigger and you're like, "Where is this coming from?" Mm. You know, and start understanding that everything that we've done from the age of 0 to 7 is stored in our subconscious mind. Definitely. You know, it's all there in this nice big warehouse called the subconscious mind. Yeah. And then anything that triggers you, Same. it'll pull out this belief structure for you and you start getting feelings, emotions, belief that are not even yours. Because yeah. from zero to seven, what were you learning from everybody around you? Every, the world. You were not creating no. your own thoughts and emotions. Just absorbing. Exactly. So you absorbed like a sponge everything that was happening mm. around you and stored it and then believed it's you. And then you live from seven to whenever you see, seek some help and you're like, oh my God, that's me. And then I'm like, that is not you. That's a belief you learned from zero to seven. Yeah, very, very true. No, it's so fascinating. It's so, so fascinating. And I wish, I really do wish, mm. and I really want people out there and I tell people, around me is like don't do it on your own yeah i had to do it on my own and it was so difficult i mean it doesn't even have to be a psychiatrist no, no. go see a friend a- go talk to anybody just, just ask for help and yeah. i think this whole actually idea of, of being a burden and not asking for yeah, help right that's not. where it all came comes from right i don't want to burden anybody with my problems no if you ask for help you would be surprised by uh-huh, how many exactly. people just jump up to come and help you yeah. and they'll be more than willing mm. to carry a little bit of the load with you yeah i used to be a person that used to just hide put everything deep inside mm. and like bury it mm. and then 
and, and I used to explode on people. Mm. And I would feel, and I did, after I was be like, why did I do that? I'm like, that had nothing yeah. to do with that person. It just, they said the wrong thing. Yeah. And I've just held three years worth of anger and exploded on them. Yeah. So yeah. I, what I started actually doing, and I found it really helpful, I started keeping a journal. Yeah. I write every day. I have a, I have a calendar reminder that triggers 8 p.m. every day. Right. Even if it's a one sentence, just write. The fact I do, I do that has significantly like. Journaling yeah. is one of the best medicative yeah. ways that like, you can. I like oh, 10 journals. Yeah. <laughs> so I, the book, one of the books that I've written is actually a, a journal called the Focus Journal. So every okay. morning you start off with asking yourself certain questions enable for you to just release anything that you yeah. need to release. But you start the day with gratitude. Mm. You know, what am I grateful for? Three things that I'm grateful for. Then you go and you ask yourself, what am I going to do for fun? Yeah. Right. What am I going to do today? We get, we're so, we're in the cycle of just doing, doing, doing without realizing, am I enjoying this? Exactly. Is this joy? Yeah. Do I get joy out of this? Well, so what am I what doing to fun? And then the third question is, what am I going to do to love myself today? And it doesn't have to be like a romantic date, but maybe like journaling or reading yeah. that book or reading your favorite comic, like something simple. Yeah. But then the last question is, what am I, how am I going to contribute to others? 100%. That's how I like to think about it. I've, I've kind of realized once you start giving value to other people, the amount of value you get back, even if they don't do anything for you, the fact that you just gave something to mm -hmm. someone, that that feeling is is amazing. The fact, I, so I when like people to ask think, me, how do I make money? I say, yeah. give your money. Yeah. That's 100%. the only way you're going to make more money. Give your money. Yeah. Give away for yeah. free. Yeah. And you'll just realize, yeah. Yeah. Which is why I create, I like to create content. Mm -hmm. For example, why I like to talk to people, why I like to do everything is because I want to give value. For yeah. me, it's always about the value exchange. I want to give something to you. With no, I don't want anything back. I yeah. should give something to you. And I found it really, really, really helpful. So what I do with my journal is actually, so I write every day mm -hmm. and I like to ask myself questions, just like you said. Mm -hmm. I love to ask, like, why did I think of this today? Mm -hmm. Or then I'll ask myself is, um, if let's say something happened to me, I'd be like, why do people do this? Mm -hmm. And then end of the, every Saturday, for example, I would go and answer those questions. Yeah, yeah. So I'll take my week's journey, uh, journal mm -hmm. and I'd write, actually write, type it out on my on my app. I have a Scrivener app. Which, mm -hmm. do, you, do you use it for writing? No. Okay. I, yeah. get it. It's awesome. Um, okay. I use it for article writing, for okay. podcast What's writing. What's it called? Scrivener. Scrivener. So you can get mm -hmm. it on your laptop and it syncs with your phone. So anything you type on your phone, oh, it'll sync to nice. that. So you're always, mm -hmm. always sync. So then I'll start writing these massive, like, I don't know, art, mm -hmm. like they look like, like two, three pages, answering the questions. I ask myself over the week and then sometimes I'll actually find there's some you know bit of knowledge there that I could maybe turn into content or mm -hmm. I could use it for my own personal so do I'm you do a that. night recap I no I do the weekly recap okay Okay. I, do the so I, I usually like to start my day and end my day okay. with journaling and it's five minute journaling it doesn't have to be something very you know okay. excessive just kind of like what am I thankful for today mm. you know what did I learn from today and what was so great about it just three okay. simple questions I, I think conditioning our mind to see the good in everything and being the, gra yeah. the great the gratitude and the thankfulness I think that is key to reprogram your mind and your neurons to build serotonin dopamine whatever you need to get you focused in the right way because if you're not happy at the end of the day no matter what like yeah. and, and for me i think journaling is very therapeutic and i i'm like just write whatever you know and i think that's why i, I do my spoken word poetry yeah. is because i like writing and yeah. expressing myself and um i just write and sometimes just the act of writing is the art of letting go very true yeah i also found out that sometimes when you have ideas in your head they're still they're like, I don't know, I don't know, like, they're like ethereal, right? Mm -hmm, they're like, they're mm -hmm. not real, I mm -hmm. feel, even though they're in your head and they're yeah. real ideas. The second you write them down, I feel they become tangible. Yes. So, uh, that's right why there, I look at it. That's the law of attraction. 
The first go. rule of the law of attraction is to write it down. You trust self. Know exactly. <laughs> yeah, know exactly what you want. That's the first rule of the law of attraction. Write it down. There you go. Turns out I've been doing it the whole time. I've been doing... Damn, it. <laughs> Damn it, I got you right there. You got me, you got me. All right, cool. Uh, let's now go back to the point where we the, the, mm-hmm. the tangent started. I really enjoyed that, by the way. So anyway, um, so you started working on to HR. Yeah. Then when did you decide that I just don't want to be an employee anymore? Was that always intrinsically in you? I started businesses from the age of 16 okay, and I constantly right. failed. Okay. All right. What was and the first thing you ever started? My first thing was a fitness to go business. <laughs> like okay. I was 16 and I decided there was to put, no social media at the time. Yeah. There was nothing yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah. Literally I was athletic yeah. at school. My, I saw that a lot of the moms were complaining about losing weight. I decided, you know what? I'm just going to train them and make cool. a lot of money. And I called it fitness to go when I was going over yeah. to houses and doing that. That did really well. But having an Arab mom, and you're like, shoot, what are you gonna do? You're gonna go to people's house and this is your career mm. to go and teach them personal training. Yeah. So I had to leave that behind. But then I constantly started like projects and, and things with friends and they constantly fails like apps and all the kind of, everything you can imagine, yeah. a gift shop, um, a juice bar, I was on everything, right? <laughs> I tried everything. Um, and then actually the one time that I got what I was doing wrong was at Tony Robbins, the first event that I went to Tony Robbins. He says, there's three types of people in mm-hmm. business. There's an entrepreneur, there's the creative, there's the operational person, and there's a technical person. So there's three, the operations, the technical and the um, the creative. So the entrepreneur is not counted within yeah, the three? Yeah, so okay. the entrepreneur is not counted. So that's the entrepreneur and the entrepreneur has three ca- uh, characteristics. Okay. Yeah. So it's like you're either the, the creative, the te- operational or the technical. And that's when it hit me. I am mm. the creative. I am not the technical. I am yeah. definitely not the operational, right? And I was like, damn. And he yeah. was like, the reason why businesses fail is because you're trying to be all three. Exactly. And I was like, boom, that's so true. And if you partner, you probably partnered up with somebody who has the exact same, same quality as you. Exactly. And then I went back and looked at all the businesses and I was like, yep. The businesses failed when I had to go into operations. So starting up mm. the business wow branding the idea the creativity the advertisement everything was good even the setup like i was happily you know doing the setup the minute i had to do the same thing over and over and over the operations yeah it failed i get bored so that was kind of when i came back and said any business i'm going into right now i'm going to find a business partner yeah and during that okay yeah and that's fine that's actually the best thing you can do i actually recommend that everybody has a business partner especially if you're a creative but don't you think that takes two things i really like what you're saying doesn't do anything first of all that takes some humility oh for sure because most of us we have egos well i I don't need to get someone i could do it myself i mean your business is already failing with that mindset and another thing is also being aware of who you are who you are i think you have to be very aware of who you are your Mm -hmm. strengths your weaknesses and really then look to fill in the gaps 100 percent. you have to be aware but you also have to know that you can't do everything yeah right it's it's impossible there's nobody out there that does everything you know and i don't believe in improving your weaknesses you know that's just an old philosophy focus on what you're amazing at build that when i did that that's when my life changed Mm -hmm. you know i was like oh that's all i had to do that was easy (laughs) you know it's like fine let's do this let's change life and 
for me at that time when when i went to tony robbins i just had um a family uh crisis where my grandmother passed oh, away sorry. and i actually wasn't gonna go to tony robbins because it was very like my grandmother passed away april 3rd and i think tony was april 9 okay. and then oh, i asked wow, myself like, yeah week, like yeah. literally then and i actually had to ask myself right would my grandma want me to go or stay? And everyone was like, oh, just cancel it. And I was like, you know what? I've been waiting for two years to go to this event, my first event ever. I'm just going to go. And I'm so thankful I went because when I came back, I was like, all right, I know exactly what to do with all of this, right? And that's how the Smash Room came. So I was still going through grief after Tony Robbins and his event caused a lot of emotions to stare within sure. me. So when I came back home, I was super angry. I was really frustrated all the time. So I went and seen, saw my psychologist. I went and saw my healer. I went and did kickboxing. I was okay. still super angry. My friend is Greek and she just came to me and goes, you know what? Smash plate. Smash some plates, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's do this. Yeah, typical and Greek, huh? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and we got some some stuff and I actually was moving houses. So I got a lot of my stuff and I put them in the backyard and uh, I started smashing things. Yeah. And literally while I was releasing, I said, oh my God, this is an amazing business idea. I'm going to do this. Now, at this point, I already knew what I needed. I just needed a business partner because yeah. I had the idea within... 48 hours, I created the brand, the logo that you see right now. Yeah, you yeah. know, I created everything. Did you, did you get any ideas? Because there's a lot of these things in the States, right? Was it? Uh, when kind of, I, I just went on my own time. I'm not, own, I'm not a researcher. Okay. So that's one of the things, my areas of improvement. I don't research. Okay. Um, I just go with Which flow. Which could help. You know, I, I, li I like to be creative. I like to go with my energy, with my flow and just you, do if something. You, if you had searched, you might have been impacted by what's exactly. already out there. It might have exactly. deviated from what you actually want, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I just started creating the brand, what I thought the image of it should be. Like, no, I started creating brand values, all okay. of it, like the soft stuff. And I wanted to create the emotional experience, mm -hmm. what people wanted to do when they got in. Because I was feeling it. I knew exactly at that moment the emotion and exactly how they felt when they got out. But then I started, I went on a hunt to look mm -hmm. at my business partner my business partner was already part of my tony robbins group but i was even telling them like i said in our first meetup at the time yeah i didn't yeah. know he was going to be my business partner so i was like in the first meetup they said uh what are you guys going to achieve within this year and i said i'm going to open a business called the smash room mm -hmm. and then as time progressed i was going to different people that i wanted to also invest in the business and everyone's saying like no no this is a crazy idea yeah. la 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 this is, is this standard you know all the all the negativity you can get even my own family were like this is a crazy idea yeah. stop doing it blah 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 and I got to a point where I was sitting on a one-to-one -one discussion with my current partner looking at his business and I was helping him with his mm -hmm. business model. And I looked at it and I said, man, I don't think this is a business. You know, I think you should, it's just a hobby what you're doing. So he was selling cars and whatever. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't see what's the added value yeah. for people. And, you know, he was like, oh, fine. And then he calls me a day after. And then I showed him my, like what I was doing yeah. for the smash room and calls me a day after. And he goes, let's go out for coffee. And we went out for coffee. And in the middle of the discussion of him telling me his frustrations, we both looked at each other and I said, yeah, do you want to partner up with the smash room? And he's <laughs> like, I was, I brought you here to tell you this, you know? <laughs> and I was like, amazing. Let's shake hands. And we just shook hands in that moment. The smash room is now one and a half years old. We yeah. started franchising. Well, we, where's, where's the first one? Where's, the first one is actually with Miras and it's going to open in Mad Max. So they're okay. redoing the whole last exit and it's okay, going to create okay. like paintball, go-karting, the smash room, upside down house, shisha, all this like it's going to be a whole day experience. But you guys, have, you're, you guys have one now though? Are you we have our first one in Alcos. Okay, fine. So and um, yeah, it's been operational for a year and a you half. Know, funny enough, I was actually talking to my wife about this last week where mm -hmm. I was telling her 
like like sometimes don't you feel you just want to break things yes. and, she, and we were talking about like i'm like oh yeah back in the states there's these places you used to go you go and rent out and mm-hmm. you can like you know bash some things up and let, well, i'm like we should find one but i never actually ended up so yeah yeah well, well now you know you yeah yeah, yeah, sure. yeah it's it's right by all of the emirates on the same Amsterdam road so um again it's just been a beautiful How's journey it, is it like a room what do you got How's yeah we room? got a warehouse and okay. the warehouse has four rooms inside and the okay. rooms are all made out of cement it's very grungy it's very like um that's, yeah, that's how we want it to be that's our brand it's like and do you choose what you can break or is just everything oh there? yeah you can choose what you break we okay. have washing machines we've had we had a car nice on our first year anniversary we broke uh, nice. bmw x5 nice you know brand new? <laughs> uh it wasn't brand new okay, no. it was a used one. yeah it was okay. a used one but i mean people were trying to smash that car for a week it was solid they couldn't even get the door out i had six people on the door trying to get it off and they couldn't Wow. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> they did car. really well. And you know, we've seen so many, so many stories uh, with the smash room. We've had the people that come in and just want to have fun, you know, and you know, it's taboo. You're, you know, you're always taught not, you're Don't not, break. A, yeah, it's you're not allowed so to break true. anything. And you go in this room and now you can break anything you it's want. So, so that happiness, like, like the little rebel in you comes out. Do you feel you get a bit kiddy? Like yeah. the, the inner child comes out. And you know, we have like like club music going on in okay. the smash room. So it's like all the hip hop beats are being. So people start coming out of the room dancing okay. and, and partying. And it's like, so it's cool. a good vibe, right? And, and how, we, do you, how do you guys cost it? Like, do you, do you rent out a room or is it the things no, you want to break? No, it's the things you want to break. We have okay. packages. Okay. So packages can start from 75 dirhams okay. all the way to like 500 dirhams of a group of three. Okay. Um, And our uh, different packages are called like the threesome, okay. the smash and dash, <laughs> you know, like so the quick like no <laughs> puns intended but yeah um and uh yeah it's we're so surprised at when we first started we got all the hate you know the, you know like oh, guys the fr- was there, is there any other competitors the first, are there other competitors no now? you guys are the only we're so far. still the only okay, ones very cool yeah and um yeah we got a lot of hate and then it shifted like we started yeah. like it just shifted by itself and yeah. i think um we even had uh, abu dhabi police call us in for their happiness day and we went and we popped up in their police station no, like a pop-up yeah. thing yeah and we were popping up in three locations with the police in Alain, uh, Abu Dhabi. how do you do a pop-up though we have right? uh we do have a like a little uh contraptment that we can pop up like with a mini room kind yeah of thing? yeah yeah that we pop up that's okay. uh and it's people were having fun the police were in there smashing enjoying <laughs> their time but like yeah it's cool to be a rebel police <laughs> <laughs> so how many uh how many branches have you still have that one we now, just have that one and we just started branch, uh, franchising uh, right now so uh, we're in talks with Saudi South Africa okay. but, um, the, and the, you're, but you're going to have that thing with Miraz coming up right that is first uh, of October yeah. oh that's awesome yeah. I, I've, I've been really hoping they would they would change that up because I don't yeah. like for me I, I like the concept was cool but like just doing it just food related yeah. I feel like no. I mean you need if you want entertainment you need to go all out yeah for right sure. and we don't have anything close by that no. has all of these things in together one. yeah like you have the Sharjah shooting fund club but i yeah. wouldn't go all the way no. one hour drive in charge of traffic but now that i know there's paintball in um the mad max yeah. i'm more interested to go exactly that makes yeah. a lot of sense so that's uh, how do you guys uh, market our what we do is a lot of social media okay we have a pr agency okay and we do a lot of our marketing uh with the pr agency and then we do a lot of digital marketing as well do you guys do it with that agency? You guys do it yourself? No, uh, my my own startup does their uh, digital marketing. So I have a company called nice. the Startup Factory, and they we do the social media and digital marketing Smart. for the Smash Room. I'm very protective over my brands. Like I know yeah, how things I need to look. Com- I completely agree. I, I'm totally with you. And I am a creative, so I like to keep the creative mm-hmm. with me. Listen, I've I've worked in agencies all my life. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, don't go, don't use an agency. Yeah. If you can go in house, go in house. Yeah, I we do it all in house, and uh, so yeah. What do you guys do? Uh, social media? Do you use? Uh, I'm sure you don't do program programmatic 
Apex too expensive. Uh, do you guys do like GDN, Google AdWords? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Very I don't cool. know a lot of. See, I'm not the technical person. Okay. Yeah, I own the company and I do all the creatives in terms of ideas. But I have a team, a really cool team. Uh, my uh, my partner there is actually X Dubizel. Okay. So she's my chief technology officer. Very cool. And she handles all the digital side of the business. And okay, um, very cool. And then we have a strong design team as okay, well. Cool. I'm only asking because that's just my. It's just yeah. natural for yeah, me to ask yeah. you these questions. I see. When I don't know something, I say I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> see, uh, part of me, I just wanted to get into like impressions and yeah. clicks and yeah, conversions. I would know nothing about that <laughs> <laughs> and um you guys i really want to i really want to talk about marketing i'm gonna I want, hmm. nominate your head of marketing okay, Come okay. On the market. i really want to have a shout about it because i find these things so cool so uh we have the smash room and uh, now uh, and then you said the startup factory yeah. so tell me walk me through so that so the startup factory was one of those decisions I made because I was so fed up mm. with the agencies and um, the current status of yeah. consultancy firms in Dubai. Yeah. Every time I wanted to start a business, it would cost an arm, a leg, yeah. a kidney to do anything. Yeah. And I was like, listen, what about the average Joe just, just wants to start a simple business and doesn't have 200,000 dirhams just for branding? Yeah. You know, what about that person? And I said, okay, let me see if I can you leverage my network and build uh, an environment or a community that is able to create these packages. That's how the idea started. Yeah. And I was able to do it. And then I was like, okay, amazing. And then people were constantly coming to me for advice about marketing and like banning, like, give us an idea, give us a cool idea about this. And then I'll be like, oh, do it that way, do it that way. Yeah. And while I was doing all this, I was getting to know a lot of the DED, um, uh, the Dubai Economic Department yeah. team. I was getting to know Tasheel and so forth. I was building connections with uh, the governments. And I said, would you guys be open if in some way you can do something for a young startup where we can help people actually start a business? And they said, yes. And okay. I was like, damn, yeah, all right. I'm getting a lot of yeses. This is a sign <laughs> from the universe. I must continue. So I actually called my best friend and I, who's my business partner, and I told her, quit your job because this business requires somebody who's uh, into the technical operational stuff in Fair marketing. Enough. And that's not me. I'll go out. I'll network. I'll get you all the clients you want. But I'm not I'm not in. I don't know the details. So she was like, when should I quit? You're like, <laughs> and she, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I've already sort of have a client for us. And she was like, Okay. I'm going to go put in my resignation. <laughs> exactly. And she literally quit her job. And I was that's, like, let's That's go. trust right there. Yeah, exactly. She was like, let's do it. That's awesome. And um, again, I created the branding in like 24 hours. We had a website out, blah, blah, blah. And then I had already, before she even quit her job, I had four clients. Very cool. Signed contracts, everything first. So you guys basically will help anyone who wants to have a startup, a mm -hmm. new business, basically... Yeah, from, from so that's fishing? how we started, and we still do that. You guys even do like helping them get a trade license, all that. Yeah, okay, yeah, fine. yeah. So like, kind of um, like what Virtual Zone, Creative Zone does, but so you guys what, take it to the next level. Yeah, so for us, it's like we'll show you your options out there, so mm -hmm. that you don't think you're only limited. If you think the only way to do it is through a Virtual Zone or through paying thirty thousand dirhams yeah. in the DAD, you haven't digged enough. Yeah. So we found the loopholes, and okay. and that's the, and the loopholes are legal, and you know they're verified and so forth, and yeah. we'll help you set up. But it was also about for example if somebody's like like you either have an option of going for a freelancer in graphic design or paying an agency 20 to thirty thousand if you want a professional yeah. uh you know uh brand and i'm like well i don't i can give you the quality of them and have the security of a, a firm not just a freelancer that's somebody like a mm. company that can give you a whole solution 
for the fraction of the price yeah, yeah? so it was it was about doing that and for me it was i was super focused on i just want us to be cost efficient but i want to add as much value mm. as i can to people and then we started realizing throughout time that the more people came to set up there was something with the mindset that wasn't going right so okay. and i was like so, so being the psychologist of me i'm like curious okay now we've set up this huge business we've done the marketing the clicks are clicking yeah. everything's amazing why is this business not doing its numbers right yeah and that took me into this curiosity as per like what your financial projections yes okay fine and uh that took me into this curiosity and i was like what's going on and and uh, we were not operating the businesses so we were going in and just i was just going in and observing for free just just me being curious and i was like there is a problem it's because the entrepreneur whether he thinks he can make it or not is going to affect the business. For sure. If he thinks he can only make 10,000 dirhams a day in sales, that's all he's making. If he thinks customers are not going to come from three to five, yeah. he's manifesting that. You know, they won't come from three to five. So there's an issue with the entrepreneur's mindset. So the person I, like starting the company. Yeah. 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 The entrepreneur. The client, basically. The client, yeah. exactly. And I said, and then I started seeing the pattern. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Even before they even start a business, they need to realize who they are and what's nice. stopping them and what's actually limiting them they from achieving. They need to have an entrepreneur mindset. Yes. Okay. So that opens and, up another realm for you mm, to get in there, right? And I was like, yes, now <laughs> I'm excited, you know? And I, I kind of started creating training programs to get Very the entrepreneur nice. on a two-day weekend nice. where they can see actually who they are as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And I, the more research I did about this, I got in, like, I was shocked by the results. I noticed that no companies in Dubai actually focus on mindset of an entrepreneur. No, they don't. Everybody focus on the services. On the financials. Yes. Well, what if I told you everything you do in life is 80% psychology and 20% mechanics? I believe it. Everything. 80% 80% is psychology. So when we're starting a business and you're focusing your 100% energy on a 20% mechanics, it's going down. Oh, hell yeah. You need From to put you your focus exactly on the area of the business that is most important, which is your psychology. So did you incorporate that within your a package? Yes. So okay. what we started doing is before we would even take you and, and people were like, they didn't understand why I wouldn't do branding for them. Like they're willing to pay 15,000 dirhams for branding, but don't want to pay 2,000 dirhams for a weekend workshop where they're on rock. And I'm like, I don't want your money. If you're not going to go through the two days, keep your branding. I don't want to do it. Yeah, because right? I'm, I'm, it I'm, makes I'm, no I'm sense. have to dedicate resources yeah. and time since yeah. that's going to fail. Exactly. And people not, were shocked. They're like, just take my money. It. I don't want your money. This, the, You're going to get it right. You know, I want you to get it right. Yeah. You're going to fail. I don't want you to fail. And if and then I had to literally sometimes like force a person into, I was like, you don't even need to pay. Just come for it. And if you get, get value, then pay. And they're like, Oh my God, that was the best thing. I didn't know that I had a limiting belief about signing major contracts. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, now you know. Now you know why you can only sign contracts uh, and, uh, up to 3,000 dirhams, but anything above that, you can't. Or you have a limiting belief that small companies um, get eaten by bigger companies. Mm -hmm. You know, like all these, all of these are limiting beliefs and For limiting sure. beliefs will stop you from achieving what you want to achieve in life. So since we've now directed kind of the direction of the company is like grow your mindset, grow your business. Like that's the way we believe in it. I really like that. And if you can't do that, like well, you're not our clientele. Well, do you offer this? Is it like, a, is it what, is there like one and only kind of package? This is what you sign up for. You get all these services. 
Yes. Is that, is that no, we don't. We don't. Do so like the mindset is now being a prequisite, right? You like, have to. Yes. I'm, I like, I'm, I'm not. Totally for that. Yeah. I, I don't that. feel like we're going to waste our time because then yeah. on the long run, what's going to happen is they're going to come back and have problems. And they're going to blame you. Yeah. Hey, my company failed after a year. Yeah. You guys, you guys didn't do the right yeah, job. Yeah. Or and plus, and also it will reflect negatively on you if you guys start having a portfolio of failing businesses. Exactly. So we just came back to the point like you need to do this. This is you. Okay. You are in charge. If I'm going to lose business because I'm telling you, you need to do this. And it's like, imagine people are willing to pay 50,000 dirhams for operations uh, or whatever. And they won't pay the 2,000 dirhams to do a weekend workshop. Like it's not like we it's like, we, it's like we the priced most yeah we didn't price it at twenty thousand it was two thousand dirhams <laughs> and he's like no but take my money here's fifty thousand I don't yeah. want that come to the training bring your team to the training it's so funny how they're willing to invest so mm. much in in a intangible thing yeah. it's not real yet but to actually invest in themselves they're not willing to yeah that's really interesting yeah is that a human nature thing I don't think it's human nature I think it's fear because you don't want to fear the truth or feeling of not being not being uh, good enough good enough yeah because if you're gonna go in and look into yourself this is gonna show you how you're gonna sabotage your own business interesting ain't nobody want that so, okay so let's say I'm, I'm, uh, let's say i have some money mm-hmm. i want to open a business mm-hmm. i come to you guys mm-hmm. I'm like, all right guys i want to open up this kind of business mm-hmm. so you guys tell me all right cool you have to do this first workshop yeah two days retreat mm-hmm. is going to put you in the right state of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. i finish that mm-hmm. and now i can start Yes. So what do you guys do? You set up. You set so up the we do licenses. a strategy. So we start off with a strategy session to strategy. see if actually your idea is viable. Because like a business strategy. Yeah, a business okay. strategy. So we sit there and we dissect the idea and Very look cool. into the idea. Like a lot of people have ideas, but it doesn't mean it's going to be a thriving business. It is could be a, limited, a thriving hobby. Is there a limited number of workshops to do for that, or you'll do a lot? No. Long so as take. so so um so it's like a couple of hours actually, and then if it needs more, we go more. Okay. Um, but usually we've seen it that within three to five hours, because we have our own strategy. Strategy. If we we follow the the roadmap within okay. three to four hours, we have a full right, business. Cool. So and if we can't okay. fill up the the bits and pieces, that means you don't have an idea that is like worth that. starting a business. And that's where I would stop you. I'd say go and think about the idea. Go find a real big problem. Yeah. Chunk up the problem, and then we'll talk about. I think the major problem in the market right now is everybody has an idea but yeah. the problem is it's not that everybody's a genius everybody will have a creative idea do they need it do the humans in this country need it does the end user need it yeah if they don't need it if i don't feel like it's a pain for me you know like i say there's one big pain like i feel every day i don't know if you have this pain delivery companies mm-hmm. right they still want you to be in the house from nine to six yeah it drives me crazy right this is a big pain. I just want to drop it off in the garage at this point. I, like, me too, by the way. I have a little cabin garage. I'm like, listen, I'll take the risk. Toss, this is the springs. It's safe. Toss it in That's there. That's exactly what I do because yeah. it's ridiculous. I can't be at yeah. home from nine to six. No, and even I, I have, new I have companies that have tried to fix it, like Fetcher, I have big problems with them. I've like, never used Fetcher, so right? I don't know how they work. So, so it's like you would, they would say, I'd schedule it between three and, uh, the three and five o'clock. They never show up on time. You yeah. know, This is a big problem for yeah. our region right now. I have yeah. not heard anyone try to fix it, but they want to open the new coffee shop, speciality coffee <laughs> shop, but they want to open another burger place. We so, play volume. It's a volume game. Yeah. It's quantity over quality, I think here. Yeah. All right, cool. So then we do the strategy. Mm-hmm. And we agree on a strategy. Uh-huh. Then you guys will actually take care of all the legal stuff. So then after the strategy, we'll tell you one, two, three, four, five okay. are the steps. We give you a roadmap of the steps. Well, so, I do it myself. Or you guys do it for me. So that's, that's an option. You can take it then okay, and fine. go do it yourself okay. or you can do it through us. Okay, nice. Uh, so we give you the flexibility. 
Um, and at that point, you know, you're on your road. And at some point, some people will say, okay, I'll do it myself because I really want the experience. We'll say amazing. And then what they can do is that they can take us on a consultancy or nice. coaching okay. fee for for the month and we'd stay on a retainer nice. with them. And we're there for a lot of their meetings where we're there to coach them, we're there to help them okay. until they're ready to be kind of let go and fly. You All right, know? cool. Let's, yeah. say, let's say I want the full package with you mm-hmm. guys. I want everything A to Z done with you guys. Mm-hmm. So we do the coaching, we do the strategy, the licensing mm-hmm. and all that you guys will even do the marketing we actually do the full we, marketing? we can give you a marketing strategy okay. now it depends on your budget because that's how about a implementation lot of, of the marketing strategy we can do it okay okay so everything is then additional like those are the start the, the brand of the company that are services so our mm. services start from marketing mm. uh pr agencies and it doesn't mean that we would do them all in-house uh we have uh no we have our network so the people that yeah yeah partners. our partners yeah so and we've kind of agreed with them but they come and we're always there so if they're managing you okay. through us so you become we, like a project manager almost pro, pro, yeah pretty much yeah yeah so a project manager that is making sure that your business is successful yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's almost like you become a your partner exactly you become yeah. like not you're he, not a, 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 you're not like a we're your operational you're like and a, technical exactly. partner you're like the project manager but it's like yeah. you're, you're you're basically in-house for yes. that client yes exactly but instead of him having to do all those headaches you'll do it for yes. him and because you guys have the in-house expertise yeah uh, we've least. like for example like um at one point we wanted to start recruiting for a client and uh he wanted to go into a headhunting company to okay. start recruiting and i looked at him and i was like XHR. Let yeah. me tell you what to do. Here's three questions yeah. that you need to ask them. Um, and uh, he's like, "But hey, but these are not HR questions." I'm like, "Just tell me the answers and and trust your heart." And he said, "Okay." He came back. He's like, "I asked the three questions. I know who to hire." I'm <laughs> like, "Exactly," because you don't know, need to know where they're from and what they no. studied in order for you to make a decision. Skills can definitely be learned, yeah. but attitude and personality completely cannot. Agree. Thank you. I'm like. I've been like I'm non HR. I have no experience in HR. I have I just I'm just, I like to think of myself as a logical person, exactly. and I've been struggling when it comes to uh, even when I'm when I'm job hunting and stuff like that. I struggle to understand the way HR think, mm-hmm. the way recruiters think, and I think it's so they're like dinosaurs. I don't think the I don't think it's such a thing as HR and recruitment and headhunting talent acquisition. They're so like integral to every part mm-hmm. of an organization and yeah. to the, every part of any industry. But I think either they're either they're overlooked or underestimated, or the people in there are either incompetent or they're just living like it's fifty years ago. Yeah. And, and I struggle when, when, whenever I job hunt. I struggle because I hate dealing with people in recruitment. Yeah. Especially for a person like me, like I think in my industry, there's a limited amount of talent. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of. I think I don't know if it's just Dubai. I've only worked in Dubai, so I don't know if it's, we just have. I think we have a lot of we have a lot of volume and not enough quality. I feel mm-hmm. here, especially in the media industry, you'll have a lot of people who are great who can do the job fine, but very few people that really want to go extra. Mm-hmm. I'm a person I love to learn, right? So when I learn something, I become obsessed about it. I will perfect it. So on paper, I only have six years of experience or yeah. seven years of experience. Yeah. On paper, I am not fit for a director position. For yeah. example, yeah. I I I dare to go any digital director to go head to head with me. Yeah. I'll, I'll destroy them. Yeah. Do you know why? Because I dedicate my life yeah. to learning. I breathe digital. Yeah. I, wake up, I wake up every day, 5.30, 6 a.m. The first thing I do is I read. 
yeah. about what's going on and I try to implement it. I try to look at new things. I think I literally think about it all the time. Drive yeah. my wife crazy. It's your passion. I, I, when I drive my wife to work sometimes, I'll be talking about it and I know she's not even listening. Yeah. I was like, listen, Tina, I'm just going to talk about it Yeah. And because I, I want to. Yeah. I know you because she's an architect. She doesn't know anything about digital. I don't know anything about architecture. So we talk, it's like, it's, but I love it so much and I hate it when people only, I feel there's so much emphasis on years of experience versus actual competencies. And I feel like when I first got into digital, sorry, again, ranting on a tangent here. I first got into media, I was told, listen, you're going to start as a, as a planner. In a year, you'll become senior planner. In two years, you'll be a supervisor. In three years, it was all time-based. Yeah. And I, I asked a question no one was able to answer. I'm like, okay, cool. What if, I what if I show you within the first year that I have the knowledge and the leadership qualities of a manager? You're going to make me wait four years? The answer was yes. I'm like, that doesn't make sense to yeah. me. It's an old school system. It's a yeah. very old school system. And I think... Um, this is why I left the corporate world. Actually, when you, you asked me earlier, why did you leave the corporate world? I just knew enough was enough for me. Yeah. I was constantly put in a box. I wasn't intellectually yeah. stimulated. And Same. for me, going in the, just going with the flow and going with the norm is something that yeah. really I struggle with. I, I cannot handle going with the norm. Oh, very, very um, and every time I tried to get out of the box, it's like, no, go back into the box. This is the box. Yeah. Please look at the box. Stay in the box. And at one point I was like, here's the box goodbye <laughs> take it back you know, take it. it back and there was no amount of money that could have made me stayed no. um because i was just i was done no. um, you know and even even i remember like just when i first joined uh, my the last company that i left i was just like wow we're still very old school here you know like it's still like a few years and then you graduate and you go into yeah, like to the, to the next promotion and uh it's like graduation every but, single but time you take people like us who are very talented i'm like showing off here um, adequately talented, I would say for myself, and then you, praise yourself. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. we're awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, and then like, then you make me like, like th that's why if you look at my CV, for example, and I hate, I hate CVs. And you look at my CVs that people always tell me is that you don't stay very long in a job. We're like, yeah, because I look at a job as a value exchange. Yeah, I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna give you my all, I'm gonna push the, I'm yeah. gonna push the envelope. There's a, I think employers need to give three things to it, and I'd love to hear your take on it. Salary, which mm -hmm. is a big part, and let's mm -hmm. not lie, mm -hmm. salary is mm -hmm. very important. Mm -hmm. Growth, mm -hmm. right, and stimulation. Those three things are very important for me, right? Yeah. What's happening is that I come into a job that that is priced at, at the level of that job. Mm -hmm. And then within a short period of time, I've overexceeded the job. So I go, yeah. all right, cool. I don't feel I'm getting paid enough because now I'm doing so much extra more. Yeah. And now I'm bored. Yeah. That's why I can't stay in a job for too long. And I jump around and I get called out. Why do you jump around? Because look, listen, I outgrow the position. I say if you want loyal loyalty, hire a dog. Yeah. You, you know, that's not, it's not for no. humans, right? This, no. this exchange doesn't work. And uh, a lot of the times it's, it's just your condition different. And sometimes you just need to realize that you're conditioned different. Yeah. You know, not all the world is awakened. Yeah. Not all the world understands their, their value in life and what their purpose that's is. That's true. Right? That's so true. you know, you know your worth. Yeah. Right? It doesn't mean, because your boss maybe doesn't even know their no. worth. And the next thing they're thinking is, oh my God, if he's jumping, he's taking my job. It's a mindset of scarcity. Exactly. It is, yeah. Yeah, and if you feel you're constantly threatened in the state of fear, you're not going to move everything, no, anything not. around you. Nothing is going to change because yeah. change is scary. Exactly. If you're not going to hire this guy because you feel he's going to take your job, just like exactly. wrong with you. So we had two options, like change your environment yeah. or stay. And we change the environment. Like yeah. I, you leave then and create your own thing. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I don't know. So something in the startup factory that we do is we've removed all the corporate laws. So we don't have time. We don't have yeah, location. So we have an office and everybody has a key. Everybody has a parking. And when you show up, you show up. You can work like, you and yeah, we don't really care. There's no such thing as you need to be in the office. Yeah. And a lot of people failed in that environment. 
I have to let go of a lot of people who, when they hear about this, they're like, oh my God, that is amazing. And then they jump into that environment and now they don't know what to do because no one is telling them what they do constantly and they don't have a routine and they don't have structure and they just fall apart. Some people need it. Some people do it. Some people don't. They have to realize what you need. Exactly. And and they feel it's chaos and then they just don't know what to do, you know? And a lot of people come and they thrive. But in the beginning, we kind of were shocked. We just assumed that once we say this, everyone's going to be like, amazing. And they'll know exactly how to work. Yeah, and then we just were like, "What's happening? What's happening? Why? Why are these projects uh, not going through? Where are these people?" And then you're just they're they're falling apart. They yeah. just can't ha- handle Some it. Some people just can't. Yeah. But the thing is that every I think we have to realize as society that every person is very different, mm-hmm. and not everyone can be managed the same, right? And it takes a really good leader to understand that. And this is why we say that every leader can be a manager. Very mm-hmm. few managers can be a leader. Yeah. And the problem is because we do everything time-based, you end up having people who are directors, managers, uh, CEOs, just because they put their head down and sit in a company for 14 years. Yeah. But they're not leaders. They have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, what the, f- yeah. the few bosses where I go, I this was probably one of my best bosses because they left me alone. They didn't, but I, but I, but I, that's you, yeah. So yeah. you work well when you're left alone. I'm also, I yeah. work well when I'm left alone. You micromanage me, I'm out. I, right? I left an agency in within two months. I didn't even get even close to probation because the boss was literally to the point is that I had to show this person every email before I sent it. I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm out. What? I'm out. Oh, yeah. But you just be no. surprised how much that's prevalent in my mm. industry, right? Mm-mm-mm. And but the thing is, one thing I always tell people is, when you go into a new job, tell your boss how you work. I yeah. so after that one, that was my second job. The third job I went to, I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna make the mistake. I sat with my boss. Even I think it was the the, the first. Uh, I think it was the first or second interview. So I didn't get the job yet. I told him, listen, you want to hire me? This is how I work. I'm a person. I need a break every hour. Mm-hmm. I like to walk around. I like to listen to podcasts while I work because I like things in the background. I like to do this. You know what? I, I like to I like to work. I'll come in two hours early, but I want to leave at six. I don't like working late, but I'll come in early. I don't take lunch breaks because I, I do keto diet, right? So and I fast. So I don't yeah. take lunch breaks. I'll work through lunch. Is that fine with you? He's like, it's fine. I'm like, cool. And I, and, I, and I did a great job. And the second job, the same thing. So I always tell people, obviously, the first job, you're very, your mm. confidence is not there. But if you start get that, let your boss know how you work. I think it's very important. And if he doesn't respect that, then it's not somebody you should be working for. If you're exactly, one hundred. I'm yeah. on that one hundred. That's what I am. Like yeah. I, I, I am. Like, like if you work with me and you are traditional, you're gonna hate me. And the traditionalists have always hated me. Where's I Kassan? tell that a lot of people. Yeah, where's I say that He's exactly. taking a break. I used to get to. He's like, oh, you, you can't keep taking breaks. I'm like, this is how I work. I need yeah. a break every hour. I like to stand up, walk around, might go downstairs, might talk to someone. That's how I am. Yeah. I mean, right now, like um, I, we were actually in a meeting a few weeks ago with a uh, with a corporate client, yeah. and just the energy in the room and how they were talking to each other. I was looking at my business partner, like giving her eye to eye, like remember those days that we're not a part of anymore. And then when we left, I was like, thank God for leaving. You know, yeah. like the corporate. It was a risk. It's not like I left and I had a whole lot shit a lot of money. You know, I just kind of left and said, you know what, YOLO. Let's see what I can do out of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool. Um, Let's talk about igniting mindsets. Yeah. So we spoke, we talk about baby. St- what is yeah. it? Igniting mindsets is my healing therapy and coaching business. And I started and this. And your psychologist also. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's it started like I'm I do a lot of things and but my core, my heart is I'm a healer. Like okay. I like to sit with people and understand you and see how I can help you. And that's like gives me that fulfillment, that light oh. in my life. I can do this for hours, hear people's problems for hours. As long as I can, you're allowing it. Is allow that a superhero me. complex? 
I don't think so because uh, it's it's a serving complex. I like okay, to fine. serve people. Um, so you want to save people? No, I want to serve them okay. because I feel everybody. If somebody was there in my life early on, just helping me, I would have skyrocketed Same. a long, long time ago. Same. And uh, just this feeling of being able to serve without being a servant, yeah. you know, is one of my favorite feelings. It's contribution. It's the contribution. So I can like you will sit there and you will tell me your problems and I will tell you what is wrong in your mind and we will fix it. And one of the things that i i did throughout the last couple of years is i learned a lot of modalities so i'm a hypnotherapist i'm an nlp practitioner i'm a theta healer i'm an energy healer so i learned a lot of modalities on top of my psychology background okay and i was like is it hard to learn those things think so i think i maybe because i love them it's not Mm. hard for me it's like it's my calling it's what i'm supposed to do in this world so i figured out my own techniques of how for different people different things work it's not a one Mm. size fits all and that's the mistake that's going around right now it's a one one size fits all and i'm like it doesn't work like this so every person their body their mindset their background has something that is going to work way better than them And then I started thinking about, I don't want somebody to sit on my couch for six months and a year telling me the same problem. That would mean I failed. Yeah, you're not doing a good job. Right? Yeah. And I don't want that. I want that every time you leave me new to problems. come back. Yeah. <laughs> I, no want, I, want, I want new problems. And it's funny because now I have clients that are well-known international entrepreneurs and they work with me and we work on different blocks every time and they can like for example they're like i'm nervous i'm going to a meeting tomorrow and i have to fire people let's let's see why that affects you do you get worried that you might become a crutch a crutch yeah not really because what you're doing is just fixing like you're you're mind hacking isn't yeah i get you but isn't human nature um that we when we when we like like I'm just I have mm-hmm. no idea about psychology, right? But I would feel that if someone like keeps coming back to you because they feel like you become almost like a like a placebo effect, almost the fact that they saw you, they can be fixed. Mm-hmm. But even they might even have problems. Like, does that worry you? It doesn't worry me okay, at all right. because it's a mindset. If I believe that, then it will happen. So I don't okay. believe that. Okay, cool. So I believe that everybody's responsible for their life, and everybody can okay. co-create the life that they choose. So you to teach do them it. how to fix themselves. I, I I teach you the tools yes. that you okay. can okay. use to overcome yeah. a situation. Yeah, that's it. That's and it. and you have to have like the tools in your pocket. To fish kind of thing. Exactly. Okay. You know, and that's why I tell people go meditate, go journal. That's all gonna get your mindset in the right yeah. way. That's my problem medication because you become so addicted at something that they, it'll temporarily fix you then that becomes your crutch exactly and a lot of people here are on um depressants antidepressants know, yeah. and so forth because doctors over here are triggered with the insurance and the, the more you there's sell the better you're doing there's an incentive so, for doctors yeah and, to, and to sell it you. shocks me like a person will say i just felt i was crying for three days oh you're depressed here's some medication yeah. and then it comes to me i'm like get off the medication or you can't focus here's some Adderall. you know your dad died <laughs> you have some grief let's uh, deal with the grief yeah. why are you blocking the grief why are you blocking self-expression you should you should you should you should face it exactly you should feel all the feelings yeah. and a lot of people want to put a bandage like you know what i'll feel it and then i'll, I'll smile the next day and everything is good no it's stored in there we yeah. need to let that go and as time so this has kind of been my baby and this is where um i've now kind of started focusing on empowering people and i think your question fits in this i wanted to start teaching people the tools and that's why i came up with this new program called girl it's time it's only focused on females because i believe that at this point especially for our region we need to empower more women and just bring that a little bit up and 
I created this program called Girl, It's It's Time. And it's like, girl, it's time to love yourself, you know? Yeah. Girl, it's time to get rid of the shit. <laughs> you know, girl, <laughs> it's time to move forward. Girl, it's time to take action. Yeah. You know, a lot of people wait for things to happen to them in their life. And it's important for things to happen right now and you to take action in your life. And I did this retreat or I'm doing this retreat in, in Bali in January that was actually sold out within four hours. That's awesome. And uh, it was for girls and it was for seven days a night where I'm going to bring people in. I'm going to teach them the tools from the different people that I've learned throughout my life and all these different disciplines that I follow where they can empower themselves then and take life to the next level. Mm -hmm. And out of this is spinning events. It's uh, a lot of things are going to spin out of this because it's, it is the teaching them how to fish. Okay. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I really like that. And how do you see that? So now I know, I know cause one thing that I really like what you doing and I think, I don't know if you did it on purpose mm -hmm. or it kind of just organically happened. You went, you used first party data. Okay. I don't know say, what okay, that means. I'll tell you what I, I, right. I, I was thinking about this when we talk <laughs> offline. Okay. That's why I'm saying it. Yeah. You, how did you sell in four hours? You put, so uh, a year ago I created a WhatsApp community. There you go. Actually, it was a Telegram community, and then I moved it to WhatsApp about two months ago, and we're about a hundred people. There you go. And That's every first party. day, I just kind of check in on them, say how they're doing. That's first party. That's first yeah, party. People's names, emails, phone numbers. Yes. That you got organically. Yes. People wanted to give it to you. Yes. That's why you sold it for hours. So I just went on Instagram and I said, "I'm creating this group. It's a support group. If you want, it's free. If you want to be on it, be on it." And just people from all around the world started getting on it. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. You did something that I've been talking about for year for almost a year now. So you are what we call you are on the advertiser side. Mm -hmm. you're, you're not you're, you're not the consumer, right? Mm -hmm. So you have the so you have the publisher, the mm -hmm. advertiser, and the consumer. Those mm -hmm. that triangle, right? You're on the advertiser uh, advertiser side, and you, what you've been doing is probably the smartest thing because you are using organic first party data. Yes, that means people willingly gave you their information. Yes, what we call PII, personally mm -hmm. identifiable information, and they give it to you willingly, and they become now like your tribe. Yes. And when you have a tribe, these people are, are very, very loyal. Yeah, they have Die a hard. name. They're called life changers. There you go. <laughs> that, that's your tribe. Yeah, that's right? my tribe. Whenever you look at podcasters out there, they have their tribe. Like the, the Joe Rogan fans, they're mm -hmm. diehard fans. Mm -hmm. They'll do anything mm -hmm. for Joe Rogan. So mm -hmm. you know, your tribe is your diehard fans. And what you've done is you're giving them so much value. So when you ask for something, yes. who wants to come, who wants to pay me money, they, they quickly reacted and you sold out four hours which is yes. phenomenal yes. your conversion rate was 20 percent plus which is like unheard of right yeah. and i think this is the way of every advertiser and i'm really glad you brought this up is because as advertiser we always reliant on our agencies mm -hmm. agencies we they buy using third-party data as oh. in data that does not have any information it's cookie data okay right you're you're it'll, it'll give you demographic mm. it'll give you interest income level but it's third party Gotcha. And when you go buy third-party data, it is the most, it's sometimes very low quality and it's mm -hmm. not someone gave you willingly. This is all the problems that are happening right now with consent, GDPR, yeah, cookie yeah. policies, all those Senate hearings. And we, as advertisers, we need to move more into first-party data. So I really like how you kind of did it without even knowing I what it is. I didn't even know. Yeah, I just thought just, that's how I would like to do it. <laughs> it just made sense yeah, to you. Yeah. And that's, that's what it is. I like so that. I really like now it. I have a technical term for it. Yes, mm -hmm. you've done first you've done, party data, yeah, and you've Yay. done like the <laughs> the best way at it. Organic. You didn't have to pay for it. No, it's organic, yeah. and that's and this will be the best and the highest conversion. Like if you right now put Google Ads for mm -hmm. your thing versus that your first party, mm -hmm. there's there's no chance that the Google Ads are going to beat the conversion of the first party. No chance in hell. You those you're not going to yeah. get twenty percent conversion. You might I get love one that. or two. Yes. So, so <laughs> I've, I've been doing for people I talk to is that. Use media, mm -hmm. use third party to convert to change into first party that comes organically. Mm. Don't buy email lists. Fine, people don't know about your ad. Put some ads out there. Mm. Let them buy themselves. Get interested to your ad. Click 
go somewhere where they subscribe willingly to your newsletter. Give them value. Now yeah. they become first party and then ask. And then you'll see how high your conversion goes. Yeah, you're speaking about uh, something that's very, very important, which is adding value. And I yeah, think so uh, that's where, like we're talking about, yeah, I sold up in four hours. I've been doing free content for the last two years. Go. Two there years, right? Yeah. I do these 45, 200 episodes of 45 minutes, uh, 45 therapy in 45 seconds. 200 and plus episode yeah. of, of so a video. Mostly on Instagram, right? Yeah, mostly on Instagram. I'm, I'm on Instagram. Um, yeah, literally uh, articles, uh, newsletters, uh, answering everybody's uh, DMs. Yeah. On And it's actually, there's one, one time I did something. I had a lot of minutes left on my phone and I just went on Instagram and I said, ask me to call you. If you have a problem, ask me to call you and I'm going to give you a session. Yeah. And I just was on the phone. People, Try doing a, a live story where you get people, you know, people can now request to join your mm -hmm, live story. Mm -hmm. Do that. Oh, uh, I think we've had a lot of issues with, uh, really? I tried doing Instagram um, live? yeah, lives and I can do it as me, but when I get somebody to request, it doesn't click. That's so weird. Yeah. That's so weird. I, I learned that the hard way. <laughs> I did okay. a live and then, um, yeah. And so I'm saying like, it's been two years of just giving, 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 not expecting anything yeah. in return. And it was funny because two weeks ago I did a webinar and yeah. it sold out like literally with a flash. And I thought, where, where, oh, where did you, where, where it, was online, it? it was online. I did okay. an online webinar and it was about manifestation. Where was it hosted? I was hosted on Zoho. Okay, fine. Okay. And it was amazing. And it was paid. Yes. And I was like, okay, let's see. And within, we, we, I, I was like, okay, maybe because the price is cheap. Okay. <laughs> you know? And it was like 90 dirhams. It's like nothing to do with the price. It, it had nothing to do. Nothing yeah. To do and I was price. like, okay, that's amazing. And then when I launched the, um, that girl it's time retreat i was super i was not expecting that yeah. like when i got my emails and i saw all the people i was like damn and i actually went back into the group and said you know i'm humbled by it because yeah, it's, sure. it's really humbling for me it's, I, it never has to do with the cost it's has to be with the does the person I, I i don't know i don't know what, i'm sure this is like an equation to this but i look at it as like the perceived value of whatever you're selling if it if it's if it's larger than the actual cost, yeah. then it has nothing to do with the price. Yeah. It could be a billion dollars. If people mm -hmm. feel it's worth two billion, they'll pay the billion. For That's example, true. Right. That's true. And the fact is that you're you're doing it with because you gave so much value first. That's the key. You get, like people are always afraid of giving free stuff away. I, I work I work <laughs> I work pro bono with startups. Yeah. Like I work with one. It's a comic book startup. Yeah. Right. It has a comic book app. I'm giving him free marketing, free marketing strategy. I want nothing in return. Mm -hmm. One, I love comic books. Mm -hmm. Two, I want to help people. Exactly. I want nothing in return, and I, and I think it's doing quite well. So I'm really happy with that. So I feel pe you, people are always afraid of giving stuff away for free. Don't. I mean, I say give everything away for yeah. free. That's my. That's Gary Vee's platform. You know, I just give, 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 yeah. and I would say something like, I, "There's a lot of things like methodologies that I always talk about, and then in my training that people did, I still talked about the methodology. They still acted like it was the first time because yeah. it takes somebody a million times uh, yeah. to hear something in order to get it get it yeah. you know what i mean and just give and people they know now the difference they know yeah. when something is paid they know when something oh, yeah. is real you know and a lot of the times i also had to show the real like being real on instagram it's not always about that i'm having an amazing day yeah. right there's a day i was like you know guys things are going really down for me at the moment like i'm trying to pick myself but, up those are the days where you'll probably have the highest engagement 
I did. Probably. Yeah, I had to. And everyone's like, are you okay? Like, what's yeah. happening? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just, I just need to pick me up right now. Yeah. Like, I'm always on energy 200. Yeah. Today, I'm at energy 50. Yeah. And I don't know why. It could be Mercury retrograde, but I'm feeling don't know it. What <laughs> you don't know what that <laughs> I have means? No idea what that means. Yes. Um, <laughs> good. <laughs> Mercury retrograde is, is a astrology? time, is astrology when last month, actually August, it happens four times a year when Mercury goes backwards. And that causes. Yes, yeah, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real I'm thing. Okay. And then it's called Mercury retrograde. And a lot of things happen with communication, with technology. Well, how, does, how does a planet go backwards? It's, it's a time where it's like a spit in, in, in um, I don't know the technical uh, okay. terminology, but what happens is that Mercury stops and starts to go backwards. But isn't for it, a time. Isn't it in a for, perpetual orbit? Yes. It's for, it's, I don't know what a perpetual orbit is. So, like a constant. It's in an yeah. orbit around the yeah, sun. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, it just has to happen at that time. It happens four, year, four times a year. I have no idea what that means. But what I know. I know is the outcome of what happens is a lot of people get emotional, especially around the full moon. It get like technology okay. stops working. You know, there's communication issues because that's what happened. Mercury, what happens with Mercury? Mercury is the communication okay. planet. So it comes backwards. I so no okay. I'm going to research that. Yeah, it happens four times a year. So if okay. you had technology issues last month, it wasn't you. <laughs> I can't remember if I did. Okay, yeah. Go for I did. Um, but yeah, so um I just think you need to give, 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 give and yeah. be yourself. Be authentically, unapologetically Gary yourself. Gary has a book called Left, 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 Right Hook. Yeah. So give, I've give, give, it. ask. Yeah. 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 A really, really yeah. good book. And I'm, I'm, right now I'm reading Crush It. Oh, I've read that. Yeah, it's okay. an amazing, well, it's an amazing book. I, you know, for me, I think it's also a part about being authentically yourself, unapologetically yourself. Yeah. Um, a lot of people try to reform and be a yeah. certain thing. So if you're a psychologist or a coach, you have to be a certain way on Instagram, yeah. always being righteous. I'm like, no, guys. And that's why we, we started our Fumans podcast. I'm like, I'm human. And that's where Fumans came from, like mm. effing humans. Mm. And because we, we have to be real at the end of the day, yeah, you, you know, just be real, be yourself. I'm not always thinking namaste stay yeah. <laughs> you know there's some of the day i want to namaste you you know what i mean <laughs> because that's just who we are as humans we can be enlightened but we can always have days of fear and have days of anger and have days of resentment and have For sure. you know and have all your insecurities come out of you and you can't like you can be a role model be, but re, be a real role model yeah i think there was uh, when you look at it from a media point of view i think there was a phase where everything People like seeing polished things. Yeah, and the insta-perfect. Yeah, exactly. But I think now we're in a phase which I'm loving a lot more where people are appreciating being genuine and then and, and the rawness. I feel like when you're like the like when I watch YouTube videos or podcasts, my favorite are when there's like mistakes. Yeah. Or like, you know, or like he'll go, oh man, the, the, like I watch this one cooking show and Sam, you know, I don't know if you watch Sam, the cooking guy. No. He's awesome. Yeah. So he, uh, my favorite is like where he's recording and there's like, there's a, there's a guy with a lawnmower in the back and yeah. he, he's getting pissed off and they don't, when they leave that in, yeah, that yeah. for me is my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. Because you thing. see the human part of you, that. You want that, you want that raw, that rawness yeah. to the whole video, right? You want to, like you want to be associated with the person you want to be able to be relatable and i can't be relatable with perfect because perfect doesn't exist exists, yeah. it doesn't sure. exist and i just it just be you and for me to be somebody off on camera like there's so many people in dubai especially the influencers you meet them off camera and you're like who are you yeah you know i don't like you're not the same person i see but yeah, it's the you not, know there's authentic. so many of that and i think what gets people or I say my success formula is that I'm what you see is what you get, yeah. right? I'm getting it up. So, oh, look, the car honked at me. 
that's just me, right? <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be like, namaste and God send you fairies and joy and positive energy. No, I'm going to park my car right now for you. <laughs> you know, you try to <laughs> overpass me. And people like that. Mm. They like the comedy. I sing karaoke out of pitch, out of tune in my car. That's what I do in my car. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. My, I don't have a singing voice. You know what I mean? And then people like that. I play loud country music. Oh, drives my wife cra- oh. I love country music. Drives my wife crazy. What's your favorite? I'm right now on a Thomas Rhett. Okay. Uh, he's, he's, he's been my favorite. Blake Shelton. Uh-huh. Uh, I like I've Blake. Been, I've been listening to some Tim McGraw. Okay. That's been quite enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, so yeah. you're, you're, signing, you're sitting in front of me wearing a snapback backwards and yeah, yeah, like I, some backy clothes. And then you're like, I like country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't see that one coming. No, no. People yeah. do not expect me. Did I see? Uh, I'm six foot five. I'm Arab. People do not expect me to yeah. like country music. Yeah. I love country music. Wow. So Did I like, not see that one coming. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love it. It drives my wife crazy. It drives my friends crazy. But I'll, I'll put it in the car and I'll belt it out. Mm. I don't care. All right. <laughs> you learn something every day. Exactly. Don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One thing I realized that people, and I used to be like this, and I always think, I don't know if you were like this, is I used to really care about what people thought about me mm-hmm. a lot, mm-hmm. especially family, mm-hmm. especially friends. And I got to a point, I'm, I, and I say this, and I say, you have to get to the point where no one's opinion about you should matter. Yes. And I'm, I'm there. Yes, I'm there, definitely. Yeah. I've been there. And that, and that really helped my life. The I'm, point is that mm-hmm. I don't care. Because when, when I look back, all the mistakes I've ever done, all the mistakes I've ever did or all the paths I took that, I, that, that ended up in disasters or problems were ones because I wanted to do what people thought I should do. Yeah. And the moment and the moment I started living life for myself, my relationships got better. My relationship with my family got better. My relationship with my friends got better. You know what I mean? So when I hit rock bottom four or five years ago, I, had, I looked around. I had no friends left. Yeah. And uh, I, was, I was very distant from my family. And for me, is the second I started living life for me, the second I started doing that, everything got better. I mean, what we need to and realize, yeah, what we need to realize is that we were born, but this whole concept, and it's going to sound so ridiculous, but this whole concept of family mm. is human made. Yeah, of course. Right? So everything around us, you have to ask yourself, where did this come from? Well, some, like, some animals and animals, you know, have families, right? Like primates. Well, are they family or just coexistence? I don't know. Mm, you know what I mean? We 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 analyze them as family. Yeah, we've, we've created we, the term family. We're now we, we saying don't know we, what we they said, are actually. Like. Yeah, we don't know what it is, but we've created this whole idea of family. Yeah. It's because you are safer in groups. Yes. And that's why you've created countries, yeah. communities, et cetera, et cetera, because we're stronger part of Maslow's together. hierarchy of needs, but which in, is groups, social. Yeah, exactly. So, but if we come and, and think about it really, we're all one at the end of mm. the day, right? It's this whole idea of oneness, but People have taken that into a level of, okay, I am your mother, therefore I control you. Mm. I am your father, I'm your family, therefore you must do everything I tell you or to do. Or I'm older than you, therefore yes. the, the, the opinion I'm going to give you is right. And that's, This that's is for collective me. consciousness. Yeah, yeah. This is created by humans. This is not God sent. I didn't see in any book out there that said, yeah. you know, like if they birth you, they control you for life. Yeah, or if true. they're older than you, they're that's it. That's what they say true. is right. Because... You, and then you have to start getting aware. The minute you establish awareness, you stop giving. Okay. <laughs> it's literally as that. It's like, like I really don't care about anybody. You're going to make me cut out all these things out. Oh, really? We're going to have to cut. We're going to have to kill can them. We, can we bleep it? I've never tried bleeping. Ah, bleep it. I, I don't know how to bleep it. With Just, my editing there's software. Like, a, like, a, like add a what, what another, editing software do you use? Uh, I don't know. There's a technical person that will do that. Okay, I'll look into it because yeah. I just cut. Yeah. Because because mine goes go mine goes to Apple Podcasts US and UAE. Mm. And if UAE anything explicit gets cut out of UAE and only goes to US. Oh, I, we didn't know that. So the Fumans podcast is uh, a lot of F words there. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I'm, I, I intrinsically mm. like to curse. 
I just oh, love it. Uh, I think it's that's part of my uh, therapy. That's it's part therapy. of my speech. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Yeah. For me, is I don't look at it as an offensive thing. I look at it as a descriptive. I use, I use, same, it, as, I use it as an adjective. I agree. They're, they're, they're fantastic adjectives. Exactly. They just make you feel the emotion intensely. Yeah, exactly. It really is. So it goes against my nature but with the podcast so yeah, yeah, yeah. so th- should i say it without um yes please because that's, <laughs> that's already two bleeps you gotta do once you realize that <laughs> <laughs> oh, once you realize that it is human made rules then you stop caring that's very true yeah so uh, yeah for me is when i stop caring not not doesn't mean i don't care for that person you love the person i love the person all my heart right but the person the, the fact is if that person thinks i'm something that i don't think so that's fine with me I'll there's a term called un- unconditional love yeah. Okay. And unconditional love means love without conditions. I always ask the other person, if you're asking me to be a certain way for in order for you to love me, then I do not require that love. Because you don't love me for me. You love me for the version exactly. of what you want me to be. Exactly. 100%. That's very, very true. Um, how much has psychology helped you in your professional life? So much, right? It's everything. Yeah, uh, it's everything. Do you think everyone should at least study it to a degree if they want to be successful? I don't think study it, but find a modality that fits you. Read. Sometimes all you need to do is read a book. One of the greatest books that I always recommend to people is The Code of the uh, The Code of the Extraordinary Mind by Vishen Lakhani. Okay. Is there, is there, is there an audiobook for it? There is an audiobook. audiobook. Yeah, me too. I'm an audiobook yeah. man. It's one of my favorite books, and it was one of my first times that I had a lot of aha moments, mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, that's true. Family, the concept of family, I got from that book. Okay. And I was like, it was the first time, like the concept of marriage, the concept of everything. These are all human made uh, belief structures, yeah. you know, and we've incorporated them into our beings. We, we think that is us, but it is not us. And I think that's a nice book to start off with, you know, if you want to just learn about other perspectives out there. What do you think about Jordan Peterson? I don't know who that is. You don't know who Jordan Peterson no. is? I definitely recommend it. I'm reading this book right now. It's called 12 Rules to Avoid Chaos. Okay. And I like, so he's he's been famous recently um, because of, he's gotten very controversial. You know you know the mm-hmm. intellectual dark web, the IDW? Yes. So he's part of that now with Ben okay. Shapiro, Joe mm-hmm. Rogan, and, all, and uh, Dave Rubin, all those people. So he got famous because he's always been a pro free speech person. And he mm-hmm. got famous because in Canada, they, they create, they made hate speech illegal. Yep. And he was always against that, not because of hate speech, because he th- he thinks that if, if government regulates speech, then we lose freedom. Yeah. And he got very famous for it, especially because because it, it specifically had to do with the transgender commu- community. Yeah. And I think he and then he and then he got mislabeled as being like you know ultra right, ultra conservative. But I don't even think I probably yeah. think he's a libertarian. But he wrote a book because he's like, he's a clinical psychologist, mm-hmm. and he and I really enjoy his work. And he wrote a book called Twelve Rules to Avoid Chaos, and and basically every chapter is is one of the rules. Mm-hmm. And I really like it because it's so simple sometimes. So like, for example, one of his rules was, uh, you know, make your bed before you go out into the yeah. world, right? And I love that rule. It's, yeah. like, it's like basically is you should work on yourself before you go out and criticize the world. Another rule, which I think is pretty interesting because he's a parent. I'm not, but his rule is, um, what is it? Don't let your kids do something that will make you hate them mm. or something like that. It's, it's really interesting. interesting. I'm, I'm yeah. on chapter six right now. I've been I've been taking my time with this book, but it's really, I definitely recommend it. It's really okay. really interesting. I'm gonna check he's, it he's out. He's a clinical psychologist. Twelve principles quite, of chaos. I'll, I'll have the book and I'll show it to you uh, when we're uh, when we get offline. So definitely recommend awesome. it. Awesome. But I think definitely psychology is something that I've always been very fascinated with, and I think that at least some awareness I think would be very helpful for everyone in business. I think that's where. I think that's a, a place where I like the fact you guys do like yeah. a two day course before yeah. you even get into the because I really mm. think that really helps. Yeah, for sure. It's it's. Have you, have you seen the ROI? 
Yes. Yeah. 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 Straight, uh, off, yes. straight off. Yes. Yeah. It's easy. It's uh, even people who are like jumping into starting their business and then they did the mindset uh, training. They were like, oh, I'm doing this all the wrong way. I need to fix my mindset yeah. and, and put my investment in. Otherwise, I'm just going to throw the money how away. How many clients you guys have in general? General, I think at the moment, 20, 25 clients. That's, uh, yeah, That's pretty good. Yeah. Like big companies. Are they all kind of from the start now or are they kind of like? Uh, no, different, different uh, levels. Yeah, different okay. levels of the. That's pretty uh, interesting. Yeah. How do you stay so organized? For someone? I'm going to ask you because yeah. I, I also have my way. Because yeah. I'm a. Because you do a lot of things. How do you stay yeah. organized? I believe in flow, but I also believe in structure. I okay. say I create the structure in order for me to flow. Can you elaborate? Um, so my calendar, for example, I like to put boxes. But in okay. those boxes, I so don't... It's like, a physical calendar or your Yeah, app? physical. Okay. Like I, well, it's actually I have two, but I, I use the physical calendar for me is to put celebrations on visually. So okay. I can see when to celebrate. I'm a big... A believer in celebrating everything you achieve, little ones and big ones, right? So I put my achievement, like my my celebrations up on a big uh, tangible uh, calendar, but on my laptop. So what I would do is I would do chunks. Okay. So mornings are always blocked for me, 6 to 10 every morning. That's for me time. So that means me to meditate, me to journal, me to go to the gym, whatever it is. I only take meetings after 10 o'clock. Okay. Okay. So you put and then, a good four hours. Yeah, four okay, hours for me to do what I want. It's my morning. It's me time. And then I block. The first thing I would block is family time, family yeah. chunking time, and it would be different times of the day. But I would, I would put that into my diary. That's really good. And then I dedicate my time for my businesses. So okay. uh, I'm at the point where the smash room runs itself. From so I'm out. Like I'm not in the day to day. Um, yeah, I'm like just there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, but the two things that I dedicate most of my time with is is the smash uh, sorry the startup factory and uh igniting mindset now i block time frames so two to six is for me igniting mindset okay okay and that's where my clients can come see me and on and i just block you them. Have a clinic is that, i don't know yeah I don't yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's two options there's people can see me in a in a clinic or they can see me in illuminations which is a wellness center as well okay um have you ever tried anything online I, I do Skype sessions. Oh, awesome. Yes, okay, I cool. do Skype right. sessions as well. And um, yeah, so, and then I would block my mornings for the startup factory and then I would do chunks for things that I would do, like going out with friends, seeing okay. those friends. And this is kind of like a generic block. So you do two to six is... Uh, is igniting yeah, mindset. And then six plus is yeah. startup factory? It's, uh, no, uh, like from 10 to two. Two is yeah, startup factory. That's a startup okay, factory. Fine. And everything after that is just me time again and family time and friends and okay, whatever fine. I would want to do, maybe, um, you know, whatever it is. But I also do chunks for like podcasts on the weekends. Mm. Uh, but Thursdays for me are just me days. I don't see Thursdays. Yes. Okay. Thursdays and and usually Fridays. Like I okay. don't see anybody. Like Thursday for me is usually just me. Yeah. I don't have. I I just block it as me time, and I wake up that day yeah. and I say, what do I really want to do? And I just go and explore and just do what I want to do. And if there's something spontaneous, I'll go try it. And then, yeah, and even Saturdays, like my Saturday mornings are for myself, but then I would see some clients okay. for like saying, and I think for me is like, as long as I have different areas of my life kind of structured in this box where the details of inside the box mm -hmm. are not really like, I don't go into the details of inside the box. So for example, if I had a meeting, I just, I'm already at the startup factory. People will tell me that there's a meeting. Like, yeah. I, you know, I'm not stressing. I don't know. I'm, they're going to call. I'm already here. Yeah, exactly. Right? Because I've dedicated my time. And I think this flow allows my creativity mm -hmm. and my OCDness to kind of relax a little bit. Because at the end of the day, you need to enjoy what you're doing. And then there's some days or some weeks I'm like, okay, this week, I don't want to do startup factory. 
I just decide I don't want to do it. Okay. You know, and I say, you know, I'm not doing it. Guys, I'm off for a week, but I'm still doing Igniting Mindset. Yeah. In some ways, I'm like, you know, this week I feel super inspired to work on the Startup Factory stuff. And I would just block everything from like the Startup Factory. And it's about listening internally to what you really mm. want and saying, what am I feeling like? There's some days where I'm like, I just want to focus on my poetry and I just block that time and I'm just doing that. So for me, it's flow. Yeah, yeah. And I create the structure, like that overall structure to have that flow. Um, I like that. One thing that always enticed me about entrepreneurship is that you make your own hours. Yeah. I hate the nine to six. It yeah. drives me crazy. But even with that, I found a way to change it to suit me yeah right so the, what i do is so i'm up every day at 5 30 mm -hmm. even on weekends 5 30 mm -hmm. right i start work at nine so i know that i have from like 5 30 to like 7 30 of my own time so I, what i do is i do reading i do article writing on the weekdays on weekends i would I, I wake up at 5 30 because i know my wife wakes up like around nine and i know when she's wake up we're gonna, i'm gonna get distracted so then i do everything i want to do between 5 30 and nine on weekends mm -hmm. so podcasting editing uh article writing reading um journal writing yeah. everything happens on weekends 5 30 tonight mm -hmm. i'm gonna do it super early i'm also another i'm also a person that i learned the hard way that if i don't keep myself busy i'll become a useless slob because mm. that's how i used to be mm. right if you if i if you leave me alone i'll game for 14 hours mm. i have that in, i have that inside of me so mm. i have to so what i do is i take my reminder app the calendar app on my phone and every hour of my day is accounted for mm every hour so wake up at 5 30 okay 5 5 45 do this six o'clock do this okay nine go to work even at work because lunch time I, I i don't i don't take a lunch maybe in that lunch run, maybe i'll you know hit up someone on linkedin so even that's accounted for every day i have to post every day at 11 a.m i post linkedin instagram twitter that reminds me at every single hour has to be accounted for because if i don't do that i end up doing nothing mm, we can heal that <laughs> i used I've, to be that person yeah, i have to be like that because mm. i have an obsessive personality mm -mm. and i used to be i used to obsess about things that were bad for me now i obsess. Mm. now I found a way to convert that into things that are good for me. Mm -hmm. But then I obsess. Yeah. Like now, now I'm obsessing about podcasts. All I think about. Yeah. So I think wow. about. So That's I found a way to change it. it. Be, isn't it a little bit stressful for you? You know, I really am not that stressed anymore. I used to be a very stressed person. So here's a funny person. question. When do you have you time to just be you with uh, doing? Here, here's okay. So Thursdays, evenings, it's me and I do nothing. I do not go out. I, I, don't do, I don't do after work drinks. I come home. Okay. And I don't do anything. But are you like on a phone on a TV? No, no, no. Okay. I'm, 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 you know, I'll hang out. Okay. Uh, we'll have dinner. We we'll might watch one of our shows, turn our brains off mm. and just Friday nights is date night with the wife. Okay. I never miss that. Amazing. Right? Because she knows I'm very, so but then Friday morning, super productive. Friday afternoons, because I, I love to cook. Um, yeah. I, I, cook in this, I cook in this relationship because uh, I just love it. Yeah. So I, I cook, I cook sometimes lunch, dinners. So I'll do that. Saturday is my uber productive day. Mm -hmm. Saturday for me is like the ultimate. From morning till night, I'll be productive. Nice. Like tomorrow I have five podcasts. Wow. From 9 a.m. till 6 p.m. I'm wow. podcasting. I told my wife, listen, I always tell my wife, Saturday, go to the gym, see your friends, I'm out. And she's cool with it. I like That's that. That's the only way to do it. Nice. Because if I don't do that, I promise you, I will game. Mm. Even my gaming has to be allocated for an hour a day. Yeah, 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 yeah. All you gamers. <laughs> I have to. I'll do, I'll, 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 I used to game for about 13, 14 What's hours. What's your favorite game? <sighs> I have ranges. Okay. So right now I'm playing on my Nintendo Switch. So I finished Zelda, amazing game. I've always been a Zelda fan. Um, I'm now playing NBA 2K19. You game? Nope. All right, cool. I know nothing about gaming as well, but I like to ask just yeah, to yeah, be yeah. informed. Yeah, <laughs> a, I, think, uh, I think a lot of people right now are in the a lot of these shoot 'em up games, and that's not for uh -huh, me. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell my nephew he's a gamer. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. super cool. Um, yeah. So you t mentioned poetry. Mm -hmm. 
what, what what's going on with poetry so poetry is kind of um how i started going from this super because you know we both have both energies within this feminine and masculine energy and this go-getter masculine let's get shit done is definitely a masculine energy and i realized at some point that my feminine energy feminists won't like you saying okay and but that's the truth (laughs) this is is in energies this is not about a masculine being a man or or a feminine being a a woman you know (laughs) you know it's like actually both all of us have both energies within us but some are underdeveloped and some Mm. are overdeveloped so if we're born from day one and we're like you know you have to go get you have to achieve you have to Mm. do this you have to be decisive you have to take action that's masculine energy Feminine energy is flow, it's mm-hmm. creativity, it's uh, being relaxed, being like being in your being. That's what it is. And I was like, okay, there's times now where I just don't want to be go, 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 go all the time. You know, yeah. I don't want to be Gary Vee. I want to have time where I can nourish my feminine energy sure. and develop her because she's underdeveloped. And I don't want to be competitive. I, I want to be nourishing. You know, how do I become more nourishing as a person? And I started establishing habits to develop mm. my feminine energy. And that's more of like dance and letting go and okay, surrender cool. and kind of music. Dance? So I was doing lyrical. I was doing okay, uh, cool. tango, you know. I can't dance. You know, so. I want to learn. I'm learning. I can't <laughs> dance. I can I sort of, to, I have, have rhythm, I have but I can't feet. dance. I can't <laughs> and it's just about this constant <laughs> idea of, okay, let's, let's uh, relax. Let's Let's let go. And time as time was progressing, I was like, okay, I'm into this uh, poetry. Let's start writing. And the more you just let kind of life lead you in Mm. the way of like expressing yourself, the more your feminine energy develops. So I started getting into like the spoken words and the poetry. And and it was just writing and writing. Or do you do any slam poetry? No, I haven't. So this is what I said soon to be because it's really like something new that I've been playing around with for the last couple of months. Does anyone get to read your poetry? It's kind of uh, for yourself So funny enough, like a few, I recorded one and I put a beat on it and all that kind of stuff. And it was, it's been hidden in my vault for like three months. And then last night I showed up, I showed my friend and I said, here, listen to this. And she was like, this is amazing. Where is this hidden? And I'm like, oh yeah, I just need to perfect it. Blah, 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 blah. You know, excuses, excuses. And then somebody on the other table heard the conversation and came across and said, are you a poet? I was like, no. She's like, yes, she is. You should hear it. And she was, can I just listen to yourself? So I, um, I let her listen. And then that kind of was like, okay, when her reaction came, I was like, okay, maybe I'm just, it's a fear in my head that I need to overcome. So I don't know if you know Big Hass. No. And I think he's the person I want to recommend for this podcast. Uh, Behas is, um, he's a DJ, he's a radio presenter in Dubai. Um, big shout out to him. Um, and he kind of brought the Arab hip hop game into cool. uh, the region. Very and you cool. know, That's what I've been getting into slowly, by the way. Yeah, and he's he's really like he's a pioneer in this, yeah. and oh. he's one of those guys that is just true and genuine and real. And I have a lot of respect for him. So I sent him a text message at like one a.m. last night. Sorry, Hass, and I was like, <laughs> "Can you listen to this and tell me what you think? Because I really trust yeah. your opinion." And he said, "Fam, that's awesome. This that's lit." I think what he said. Is he, is he British? Like, no, he's he's Arab. He's but like, um, like, like a British background. Uh, I think American. I'm gonna oh, go with okay. that. Fam um, and so that's very- <clears throat> yeah. So. And then I was like, okay. And I said, like, okay, now I guess I need to push it to the next step. Do you have anybody that knows how to produce music okay. videos or whatever? Let's create a video out of this. Let's That's do this. That's so cool. So, and and then yesterday I showed her a few more um I showed her a few more uh pot, like articles and so forth and poetry and stuff like that. And she was like, 
you're good at this. I was like, yeah, but you know, when it comes to the process of doing it, I'm not thinking. And I think kind of just comes it out. just comes out. I'm That's just really writing nice. and I'm constantly writing. Is it positive or dark? It's uh, it's uh, real. It's uh, there's okay. no, it's not dark, okay, but it's fine. realistic. So okay. like the one that is now ready is like talking about how society has conditioned us to love. Okay. And this whole idea that a boy must do something and a girl must do something, yeah. right? And what the expectations are in a relationship. And it's just speaking from that perspective that, okay. you know, I, there's no blaming the guy or blaming the woman. This yeah. is society that you has conditioned us. I ask you if it's dark because I used to love to write poetry. Mm-hmm. But I, my poetry was always very dark because I was in a dark place. Yeah. The second I'm no longer a dark place, I got I got nothing. Uh, uh-huh. Like I, I tried and I, I just, I don't, I don't have anymore. Mine used to be very, very dark because I used to be in a very dark place. So and- I, I lost... I lost that, but so I'm okay with that. You see, um, I think there's always sparks of our childhood that comes out, right? Yeah. So, for example, with the spoken words and the spoken poetry, I used to watch rap battles, like, uh, all the mile? time. Like, raw, eight, like, raw. Not eight miles was, like, really dumb. But, like, there's underground battles, rap battles that are on YouTube all over. You know, I knew people by name, and that was, like, me from the okay. age of, like, 13 to, like, you know... um. 21 i was obsessed with it so when i was writing back then in my childhood it was inspired by the rap but you don't understand how much rap improves your vocabulary yeah and the way like my vocabulary was extended was through these lyrical rap battles right and i was like that's amazing but it's triggered from something in childhood and i let go Mm. of it because i was like nah, not into it and now when i see my poetry i can see some of the like my the way i would do it is more like like it's like a rap but it's not a rap right because it's poetry you know but it's not but i see where my influences come in so we're influenced all the time we just have to know where we're influenced from i completely agree all right cool um we're getting close to two hours so let's Mm -hmm. uh i saw you checking your yeah i was like uh, sorry (laughs) went a bit extra there sorry about that that was really awesome uh so let's wrap this up how can people reach out to you how can they act you don't have to get in touch with you in terms of any of your services or, or so companies? the best way to get in touch with me is through instagram my instagram handle is at hiba balfaqi h-i-b-a-b-a-l-f-a-q-i-h cool either way i'll put a, i'll put a link in the description and everything and if in case but no matter what even if it's startup yeah factory, and i answer all my dms and i think that's the best way but the startup factory email or website is the startupfactory.ae all right, cool. the smash room is the smashroom.com all right. and it Igniting Mindset is just my website, hibabalfaqeh.com. How about any of your books? Uh, you can get Amazon? them on, yes, I'm on Amazon. The Focus Journal is on Amazon. Okay. And uh, yeah, you'll you'll see a bunch of my books there. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I think that's everything. Uh, for me, uh, tw- are you on, do you use Twitter? Yes, I do. All right, it's cool. the same handle, hibabalfaqeh. Right, there, there you go. Uh, for me, Instagram and Twitter is Digital Hoose. The podcast is Let's Take This Online. It can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, uh, Google Podcasts. Everywhere there's a podcast, basically. I distribute it across 15 plus. Uh, just Google it. You'll find it. It should be on Ngami very soon. Uh, shout out to Ngami's team for helping with that. And that's basically it, guys. This has been an awesome conversation. Oh, thank you thank for you having so me. Thank you so much. I fun. really enjoyed it. That I think there's a lot of value. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. definitely some value exchange there. Hopefully. Hopefully I gave some value <laughs> back. And I was just taking everything, <laughs> being all greedy. But um, thanks a lot, everyone. And this is Let's Take This Online. And we're out. <laughs>